22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Aloha, geeks of the globe. Hope the extra week off didn't make you very anxious. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 78. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and making his triumphant return to the team is the man that we couldn't do the show without. Ah, uh, or at least a good show anyway. Give it up for MFG Mike the Finance Guy. I've never heard such a brutal and shocking injustice that I cared so little about. <laughs> and that pretty much sums up the last podcast yeah, that I wasn't no, here for, come too. On. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was waiting for you. I, I waited for you to listen for that, and I was like, let's see if he actually lets us do it. Yeah, I did. And I feel bad for the rest of you that did, too. <laughs> but I'm back, so mwah! Damn. <laughs> And also with us as usual is um, the man who no is no longer celebrating like he was during episode alpha. RT Square, Rough to Tech. Have you ever wondered, uh, you know... Uh, Have you what? been wondering about that? Uh, okay, here goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, here's, um, it takes longer to say World Wide Web. I mean, www than it does to say World Wide Web. Yeah, I think he's going to change that in editing. No, uh, <laughs> it actually took you a long time to say both. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I'm suffering from dad brain. Wow. Ah, there you go. <laughs> That's a shot at me. All right. And once again, in the special guest chair is the guy whose voice is rec- um, recognizable, unmistakable, and very Stallone-like. Please give it up for Big Kev. <laughs> <laughs> That's your response? That's it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, evidently, to those that uh, have been around me, I'm more, quote, unquote, calm now. So Yeah. What the Ooh. fuck is that shit about? I mean, I understand, you know, the, the girlfriend has tamed you a bit, but, but, but calm? Well, I needed it after watching back crap. Oh, let's let's not let's not jump the shark yet. But, but like Kevin said, today we're gonna do a couple of things. First, we're gonna review the um, Netflix miniseries Daredevil now in its second season. Also, we'll be talking about the much anticipated, but we'll get to that in a second. Batman v Superman. But before all of that, we're gonna put things right back where it needs to be, and we're gonna let Mike. Take over by giving us the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kai. All right, I'm letting you know now, grab a snack. You got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting down Indian style in front of Please, Mike, tell us a story. All, All right, right we got, got a, a lot Rice Krispie Treat. <laughs> All right. Uh, snap, crackle, and pop you upside the head. You better hurry up. <laughs> All righty. Let's play a little memory test here. Um, remember when Indiana Jones had to choose the correct cup as the Holy Grail? And then remember when you came in after him and the knight had you choose between the regular HD flat screen TV and the 3D model? <laughs> and you chose the 3D? Well, you chose poorly. Whoa. Samsung, the biggest TV maker in the world, has ceased making 3D television sets for the U.S. markets as of this year. Now, to underscore... All new Samsung TVs will be unable to display 3D Blu-ray movie content from 3D channels and obviously will not work with 3D glasses. Um, I guess finally somebody realized that no one enjoyed wearing glasses or two pairs of glasses at home for a meh, depth experience. But for those too stubborn to see the writing on the wall for 3D media, the cost of 3D sets from other brands will be going up. Wow. I'm like, so you lose one competitor and raise the price of the other TVs, which will soon be... Without any content. Yeah. Because think about it, you know, it's Samsung's huge. If they're not doing it, people aren't going to start making the, the format. Uh, what brands are those so I know what stock to buy and start shorting? 
Uh, the others, anything um, but Samsung. Oh. <laughs> Magnavox and West, what Magnavox and Westinghouse. <laughs> Wait, LG, Westinghouse. LG, right? Sony, everybody. Yeah. You, you've Very been cool watching program. Billions, I see. <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I'll say is this: um, I remember when when 3D TV first came out, and I wasn't even fully like convinced that it was going to take off. And people were like, oh, and it didn't. It's the wave of the future. It's the wave of the future. I don't know why you're not buying the cap. And I'm like. Vindication. I well, it was once again, I, you know, it's, as, as I've said several times, I'm like, I told him then, no, this will not be the way. The biggest thing was I'm like, nobody wants to wear glasses that doesn't wear glasses. You just, and if I wear glasses, I have to wear another pair over top of them. Yeah. I mean, I, for a movie, that's one thing, but for this at home? I don't understand what's the big deal of 3D. I mean, I have a whole holographic set in my house. Doesn't everybody have one? Well, I don't understand what the big deal is with 3D because uh, life is in 3D. <laughs> I was about to say, I mean, when you live life, you can actually touch shit. Unless you got one eye, like, yeah. like Carl. You still can't touch shit? Uh, Carl. Stop touching me. Stop touching me, Ralph. <laughs> oh, he is touching shit. I was just- <laughs> uh, what a funny way of bringing that joke that I introduced into the house and bringing it back around. <laughs> Anyhow, more Anyhow. on the memory test. Go ahead. Remember how great Fox's Assassin's Creed movie was? <laughs> Good, because it already has a sequel in the works. Now, if you're wondering if you slipped into a coma and missed the first film, <laughs> it is set to be released this year, December 21st. Both films will star Michael Fassbender, though. Ooh. So I'm like, wow! You just assuming that this is going to take off? <laughs> and wait, wait, and and who? What company was that again? Um, Fox. Fox. Oh, the usual. Okay, never mind. Keep, keep going. <laughs> it's a TV show that they're going to cancel? No, no. <laughs> that, that's usually Fox. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. And the last memory test is: remember the Backstreet Boys, In Sync, Ninety Eight Degrees, O Town, All for One, No Authority, or Everclear? Remember hoping that many of them would die? Yeah, you did. Uh, well, guess what? Your prayers have been heard. What? Sort of. In the summer of 2016, the Sci-Fi Channel will bring viewers Dead 7, a two-hour original movie set in the post-apocalyptic Old West. The film follows a group of gunslingers trying to rid a small town of a zombie plague. Fight, fighting the undead has never looked so old, washed up, and has been because all of those groups, a lot of their members are going to be starring in this no. movie. No. What? <laughs> yep. So... Wax Street Boys, Instinct, 98 Disease, No Time. They're all going to be in there? Damn. Wow, Ralph sounds like that guy in, in, in um, high school when all the girls were loving him. He was like, yo, fuck them. That <laughs> was no, no, me. No, no. no, I actually, I used that to get with the girls. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah back, Wax Street Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm dancing. I'm like, what's up? Are you still using that now? No, no, no. <laughs> now I just use the Spice Girls. It still works. Or you use Old Spice? <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> Please, look at your man. Then look at Ralph. <laughs> Stop blinding yourself with that knife. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Mike, Mike's on a roll. Damn, you give him a week off? What the fuck? It gives, gives him time to prepare. Yeah. That's right. Alrighty. It what's... builds up inside of him and he has to let it out. I don't want to hear anything about, anything about building up inside of Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Release. Alrighty. What's black and scary? Well, for Republicans, it would be a third-term Obama. But oh. for Sony, it is Venom. The Spider-Man on-again, off-again arch nemesis is rumored to be getting a solo film franchise. The project has been shelved for ages, but the new endeavor is being produced by Avi Arad and Matt Tomac. Although the timing is coincidental to the Sony Marvel reboot of Spider-Man, Marvel is not involved in this franchise. And the once highly popular anti-hero is said to be, quote, apart and unrelated to, end quote, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and unconnected to the upcoming Spider-Man relaunch. Oh, so it's its own thing. It's its own franchise. So it's its own franchise. 
It, it, it's a part or it's not a part because it's a part and no way related. It's a part and unrelated. Okay, to. a part of the of the universe, but not related. No, okay. it is a part. Oh, not a part. A part. Oh, separated. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Sorry. I think a part. No, no, no. Gotcha. Not a part of a part. Gotcha. You have to show him the text in order for him to understand. Ah. He sees it. He sees that the word is a part, and it's a part. Do you guys know that uh, <laughs> this doesn't necessarily work? If we're just going to say a part. well getting back to the point how do you have venom exist or at least you know the whole idea of how fun he was if you don't have him come from spider-man that would be sony's problem sony's (laughs) i have no idea i I thought the same have a lot of problems especially when they talked about the amazing spider-man 3 having norman osborne's head in a fucking box to begin it, but that's another story. <laughs> so I, I got a question. None of it. I don't understand how any of it's going to work. Is, is it? Um, but they're not saying it's not related to Spider-Man at all. They're just saying it's unrelated to the Marvel Universe. No, well, to remember, it's Marvel Universe only technically with Civil War. Yeah. It's Sony's property again, but it'll just be using that same version of the of the Marvel Universe release Spider-Man. Right. But they're saying it's not related to that Spider-Man. Hmm. Yeah. Um, is it Eddie Brock or Flash Thompson? They have released no more of that because it's not like they're filming right now. It's just that they've greenlit the project again. It'd be cool to see like an Agent Venom movie. That no, it would not. What? Come on. No. Stop hating on Agent Venom. It's horrible. It's horrible in the comics. It's, it's horrible pe- in it, it, Ultimate it, Spider-Man. It's horrible. Uh, it's funny when I when I talk perspective. to when I talk to some people um, at the job about Venom. They're like, "Oh, you mean Flash Thompson? He's awesome." Awesome. And for me, it's always Eddie Brock. Right. So I'm like, look at them like. Yeah, He's bastardized this fucking well, character. But, but the one thing that just really gets me, especially when you see it on the cartoon, it's just like, you know, the Venom uniform has him completely, you know, looking like a military guy, including grenades, I don't know why, guns, etc. And then he'll still shoot webs. And I'm like, well, I, I don't understand how that's better than your high projectile weaponry, you know. <laughs> but Obviously, you've never shot webs before. That's true. Yeah. We shot something else. All right. <laughs> we digress. All right. It's the death of a dream. The fan-awaited Sandman movie starring and produced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt will no longer include JGL. I heard Mm -hmm. about this. After Warner Brothers shifted the entire catalog of Vertical Comics to their subsidiary, New Line, Gordon-Levitt said he realized, quote, the folks at New Line and I just don't see eye to eye on what makes Sandman special and what a film adaptation could slash should be. So unfortunately, I decided to remove myself from the project. I wish nothing but the best for the team moving forward, end quote. No word yet on a replacement star or producer, or if this will delay production of the project. Classic way to leave. I'm just very disappointed in that. Yeah, yeah. I thought he would have done a good job with it. Yeah, better than he did as Robin. Oh, <laughs> nothing would have helped that movie. <laughs> Damn, uh, Kevin. How do you feel about that? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, because suddenly people think saying R-rated makes everything immediately cool and hip. It has been announced that there will be an R-rated DVD version of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Now, before you hose at home start thinking you're going to see some big swinging bat dong or hear Superman call Cyborg my nigga, (laughs) (laughs) director Zack Snyder and producer Charles Roven have said that the non-theatrical release scenes will be more about the level of intensity that had to be removed to maintain a PG-13 rating, not about blood, gore, excessive violence, or sex. Wait, what? Yeah. The additional... More intensity? Yeah. Uh, the additional material is expected to add an additional 30 minutes to the feature. And Snyder Whoa. says the scenes with Jenna Malone, which have been cut from the theatrical release, will be restored in the DVD. That's oh, right. and he also right. adds that her character is not Robin or Batgirl. What? Yep. Yes. No, 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 no. I understand what you said. I'm just kind of like in shock because they were playing it up like she was going to be Robin. Well, he wasn't playing it up. The media was playing it up. <laughs> uh, uh, 
goodness. I'm not even going to get into my stuff because we have a whole second half about that. So I'm not going to go there. Go ahead, Mike. Alrighty, as moviegoers, we know that some titles can be misleading, like Chariots of Fire, which has nothing to do about ancient Rome, or Naked Lunch, where everybody was clothed. Uh, some <laughs> titles make you worry about what your child is really watching, like How to Train Your Dragon, or The Nut Job. Uh, <laughs> while other films are just straight-up porn tees, like Free Willy, Deep Impact, and Holes. <laughs> but here's a title that simply bewilders. 23 Jump Street slash Men in Black. Yeah, heard about that. That's oh. right. It's a crossover film that only Scooby and Shaggy could have demanded while cops dragged them out of the back of a smoke-filled mystery machine. The Muppets director, James Bobin, is in talks to helm the crossover. Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum will reprise their roles as Jenko and Schmidt, while Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones will not return to their respective characters. That makes sense. Yeah. Sony Studios hopes to relaunch the Men in Black franchise with younger, fresher faces. Notice the, the the four seconds of dead silence right there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I cannot imagine that. Why would they? Eat? I mean, it's bad enough that that Ghostbusters trailer was god awful. Now you're talking to me about this. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. So it's a uh, it started off by Shaggy and Scooby, and then once they get sober, they're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> why did we do this? And now, mind you, 20, 21 Jump Street was kind of funny, and it's but it's its own thing. I think it's just, it's it's its own kind of humor, right? And Men in Black is its own thing. Why? You know, How come you didn't mention Twenty Two Jump Street? Yeah, exactly. So, so, so now that not only are they making a a, a twenty trilogy, yeah, <laughs> they're adding more to it. I'm like, really? But that's what they do in all tr- in the third part of the trilogy. They add yeah. more shit to it that they don't need. It wasn't. Uh, I, I read an article that said that because at the end of the second movie, how they were like doing like so many like possible sequels oh, yeah, yeah. to it. Oh, okay. That they that at, at like a writers' meeting, they're like, well, what if we do uh, twenty three Jump Street, Women in Black, and they're like, wait, that could work. I wonder yeah. what they were smoking at that meeting. <laughs> the people Some are, bad stuff. The people that are in charge, I'm wondering, like, you know, are they, like, do they get f- front of the front of the parking lot parking? Do they get blue parking? Because they're really special <laughs> with some of this shit. Oh, they actually get drivers that actually go pick them up and take them. So they don't even have to park their own car. Oh, God. They, they don't even have to own a car. These are pretty bad ideas. They are. And I, I just want to be the supplier to all these people who do all these drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's I, that's a combo that I'm just sitting there like, I, I don't know, and I don't really care. And then a Hollywood twist, none of them do drugs. Go ahead, Mike. No <laughs> Alrighty, brothers, siblings, sisters. The Matrix Brothers of Larry and Andy Wachowski was, oh, that was so 1999. Now, the Cloud Atlas siblings of Lana and Andy Wachowski was brief in 2012, but now the Sense8 sisters of Lana and Lily Wachowski are ready for season two in 2016. It has been officially announced that the second Wachowski sibling has come out as transgender. The fully transitioned Lily spoke to the press on March 8th to get ahead of the media outing. Wow. Yep. So now they went from brothers to sisters. Hey, you know what? Wait, Interesting move. Wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait. They were both. Now they're the other right. one. Larry and Andy became was then Lana and Andy, and now they're Lana and Lily. Okay. <laughs> you just confused yeah. Ralph. Hey, look, I'm sure their wives are just as confused. <laughs> <laughs> they're both married. <laughs> wow, and their wives are like okay with it. They're this? both married. I didn't I say just, they were married. I said they are married. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So For I guess does, does that make their wives no. lesbians? Though this is, this I is, don't know. <laughs> it, hey, makes them, it makes them loving them. I was like, it, it, it makes them happy, which is okay. Yeah, exactly. There as long as they're not married to each other, I can put up with. Um, yeah, that, a that whole would be lot weird. Except incest. Well, well yeah. Well, you know, well, just, incest is best. It puts your sister to the test. But, <laughs> but beyond that, oh. <laughs> wow, this is an early gong. Wow, that was. That was, hey, that was some, and not from the cap either. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I don't usually. I was about to say I usually end up getting gong. I was like, I was like, Mike or Ralph usually get that shit. I'm good. I've done a couple of gongs. Eh, you know, sounds like an Asian negative <laughs> reference right there. <laughs> and that would be a gong. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Ralph Lane. <laughs> Is that a dumpling? <laughs> Me so sorry. Yeah. Ralph, you earned it. Now <laughs> we're just being dicks on purpose. <laughs> What else you got there, Mike? Alrighty. In a move that will have nursing homes everywhere clanking walkers in excitement, Harrison Ford will return to the big screen in a fifth Indiana Jones movie. And yes, this one will be directed by Steven Spielberg. The new film is scheduled for release on July 19, 2019, 38 years after the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ford will be 77 years old at the premiere. Wow. The new movie is so far untitled, but I'm thinking like, Indiana Jones and the Brittle Bones, or I don't know, Raiders of the Adult Diapers Isle, or something along <laughs> that line. I, I'm like, I'm like, come on, guys, he, I, he's too old now. I thought it, was, it should be more like Indiana Jones and the Curse of the Prostate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the, the, now, now it just Indiana Jones of, and the Search for the Blue Pill. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones Adventures in AARP. <laughs> I was gonna say Indiana Jones and the Prostate Exam. <laughs> I wonder if he gets like an AARP discount. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if he gets an AARP discount for his attending zone premiere. <laughs> well, he's getting paid because yeah. he's uh, getting what? At that time, he'll be getting Social Security, AARP, every <laughs> single old man benefit in the world. Well, he's, he's already reserved his accessor ride uh, over there. Oh, my God. Nice. Oh, fuck you hitting your own fucking, tooting your own fucking horn. Yeah, I'm just, I, I just, I'm like, look, I, I love that. I have no problem against old people, but it's just like, this is an action film. I mean, unless you were going to put him behind a desk, I was saying to, to a friend of ours, I was saying like you know put him behind a desk, you know or minor field. We're kind of like like with his with Sean Connery as his dad in the third movie. You're there, but you're not active. You're just kind of you know and and not Shia LaBeouf. Get a student of his that is one of his favorite students, or maybe even one of his worst students that ends up on a mission. Da 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 da, and he now takes over the franchise. I'd be perfectly happy with that. You know, yeah, no, no, agree. But if, if it's going to be all him, like the last, I mean, he, beyond the fact that the movie itself was bad, and he just can't literally move fast enough to make you believe he's dodging these young fighters. You know, well, there was uh, talks in the past about um, Chris Pratt taking over and doing Indiana Jones. I, I mean, you know, and I, I like the guy enough, but it's like, you know what? I wish they would leave these stars to one franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, like over preparation. Yeah. yeah, it's just. I mean, remember? Well, remember um, with Bale doing Batman? Didn't mm-hmm. he do something else? And then when they introduced him as John Connor, I'm like, stop. But didn't he do one other? Didn't he have something well, else coming well, out? Well, I know. He, I mean, he did John Connor. He did Batman. But didn't he do um, some other franchise? Look, it wasn't. I mean, the thing I was thinking about was not a franchise. But I was thinking about the thing he did was that magician movie with him and um. Oh, but that was great though. The but, and Hugh Jackman. The Prestige was great. Yeah, that was fantastic. But that's just a regular movie. No, I thought there was a. I thought there was one other thing, or maybe they were talking about wanting him to do it. Probably. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know what? No, I because the thing is, these actors, even as much as we, I love them or whatever, most of these actors aren't that skilled to become other people. Like you know what I mean? And not enough, especially in an action film. It's like you're just really the same. I mean, Chris Pratt proved that um, with Jurassic Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic World. Yeah. Yeah. He. I mean, it's just like you were just the same character. I mean, yeah, I like you in Guardians. It worked in Guardians. Yeah, but in in Guardians, he was a little more funny. This. Right. I mean, you're right. He was still Chris Pratt, but just a little bit more like ballsy and a little more like, yeah, you know, I'm the alpha male. You're looking at him. Exactly. It was a little more that, but it's like it's the same note, just turned a different level. So, 
No, I, I agree, but you know, well, Hollywood likes to do. They see a hot commodity and they say, well, how can we squeeze the fuck out of it? Right. And I mean, as stars, they're like, oh, any penny, any money that you pay me. <laughs> and I mean, I can understand that. I would be like that. Yeah. Shit, if I could do five podcasts and get paid for them, I would do it. I'd like to see you do one. <laughs> <laughs> I do do one oh, really well. I'm sorry. <laughs> really well? Really well. Which one is that one? <laughs> this one. Who's, who's, so, who's feeding you all these lies? You and I were talking about the last time he wasn't here. Lies, lies, I mean, did we not finish the moment? Lies, Don't you know I'm a flip-flopper? You're a flip-flopper? You're a politician? Hey, hey, leave your bedroom issues in the bedroom, flip-floppy. His tank has a mattress. I'm going to call him Flip-Flop Square now. Nice. So what else he got there, Mike? All righty. Just a few more to go here. Known to older audiences for his 1967 Oscar-winning role as Dragline in Cool Hand Luke. And to younger viewers, as Captain Ed Hawken from the Naked Gun trilogy, actor George Kennedy is dead. Now, with a TV and film career that began in 1959, the NYC native reached the height of his career, uh, his popularity, sorry, through the 70s and the 80s, although he worked pretty regularly until his last appearance in 2014's The Gambler opposite Mark Wahlberg. Besides Cool Hand Luke and the Naked Gun films, Kennedy was notorious for starring in the epic disaster flicks Airport, Airport 75, Airport 77, Airport 79, and Earthquake. You would have just thought that they would have closed the airport by that point. But uh, George Kennedy died on February 28th in Eagle, Idaho from a heart ailment. He was 91 years old. God bless me. I had heard that earlier, earlier in the week, that, or earlier last week when he had died. Yeah. I was like, 91? That's a pretty long yeah, life. He made it a long time there. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that old. I mean, I knew he'd be old, but I didn't realize. I thought like maybe getting into his 80s. I didn't realize he was already 91. You know? I totally remember him in the airport. Um, or I remember him in the airport, and I remember him in Naked Gun. I mean, he, he was always he was a pretty good hand. Yeah, he was I've smart. never seen Cool Hand Luke. I've seen part of it, and I know it's a good movie. I just never get around to watching it, but it is a really good movie. Have you guys seen that Cool Hand Luke? No. <laughs> but everybody knows um, one of the big lines from there. What's that? Uh, you will respect my authority. Yes. Really? That's from there? Yep. I yeah. just thought it was from South Park. Park. Of course you did. Yeah, that's where everybody <laughs> thinks it's from. All righty. So now, for those that enjoyed the social drama TV shows of the 1970s, Ken Howard of The White Shadow has moved to the playoffs in the sky. Before, his mark, uh, before making his mark on the small screen, Howard was a Broadway actor who won a Tony Award as Best Supporting or Featured Actor for Child's Play. Not that Child's Play. <laughs> in 1978, he became a household staple playing Ken Reeves, the basketball coach of a black inner city high school in The White Shadow, which ran from 1978 to 1981. Howard remained a very active actor in various roles on TV and feature films. Ken Howard died on March 23rd. No cause of death has been provided. He was 71 years old. The White Shadow. I remember they used to show that in reruns on TV. Yeah, when the, TV Land. Or especially like um, if there was like a rain delay on, on Channel 11, if you're watching the Yankees, back when the Yankees were on Channel 11 here in New York City, um, they would show like these shows to kind of like fill yeah. the time. And the White Shadow. Sorry, your baseball shows. game is canceled. Watch this basketball show. Oh my God, so horrible. <laughs> it was like slipped my wrist. I mean, he was a good actor, but I remember the show. And I remember that's how I know him. Yeah. Most people know him from that part. What was it, Kevin? Sad to say, it is still the most accurate depiction of inner city coaching. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We don't have any basketball shows. We had uh, one of those on um, NBC Hang Time, I think it was. Oh, Hang was, Time. Oh, my God. I remember that. Yeah, but that was real, like, silly and sitcom ish. There was no, you know, actual X's and O's, and, like, it gave you a tenor of preparation, you know? Okay. Like, uh, it was boring because it was very talkative, but at the same time, you know, some of the episodes were engaging and, you know, it was it was pretty good material. That was a pretty nice. good line there, Kev. Tenor of preparation. That was pretty good. <laughs> I was like, where did he pull that from? <laughs> I thought so. 
<laughs> oh, no, no, uh, dude. That, that's, that's like Kevin doing Scooby Doo. Tired. Right? Raggy. <laughs> we and, gotta go. And your last piece of news there, Mike? All right, last but not least. Comedian, actor, writer, and producer Gary Shandling died on March 24th. What? He was the best. Yeah. He was best known for his HBO multiple Emmy awards-winning comedy, uh, the Larry Sanders Show, show. which ran from 1992 to 1998. The show is said to have been the influence for shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm and Thirty Rock. Shandling left his most recent mark on the Nerd Nation, appearing as Hydra associate Senator Stern in mm-hmm. Iron Man Two and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Gary Shandling died of a heart attack. He was 66 years old. Oh my God! What? I had no idea. Usually, it's all I, over Facebook. Where have you been? Is that the guy with the face? Yes, he has a face. Uh, yes, indie face. I remember the Gary Sand, the, the Gary Shandling show that was yeah. on Fox. Yeah, and, and, and that was pretty funny. Yeah, was, that was before the Larry Sanders show. Yeah, right. Oh my God, Gary! I can't believe it. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, very unexpected. He looks like he's always squinting. Yeah. Oh, okay, that mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, he looks like old Raymond Raymond Romano. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't look like him anymore because he's no longer here. So he I mean, looks like Ray Romano's dad. But he you mean Ray or years. Gary? What? Ray or Gary's no longer. No, here. Gary. Gary. Because I haven't seen Ray either. <laughs> 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 and you know if they're not making anything popular, I kill them all. <laughs> Ray Romano and, and, and Ray Romano, Gary Shandling, and what's the guy? The the, the guy from Scrubs. They all look alike. Who's um, Zach, Zach? What's his name? Whatever. Okay, <laughs> no idea. Zach Braff. Yeah, they all they, the they all look alike. Who played JD? Yes. He doesn't look like him. Kinda. <laughs> what? Probably looks nothing like him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you know. yeah. But that's all my quick. That's news. all your quick news. Um, quick news, Ralph. Yes. I am now accepting applications for new podcast members. Uh, there's going to be a sudden downsizing in the Meanwhile 22 family. Ooh. <laughs> Why? Why? Where, where, where are you going? That's not even a maniacal laugh. That was like you got tickled under your tit. <laughs> Somebody just like played with your butthole real quick. <laughs> How was that? that was, is it, that it, supposed to be it, evil? I wish I could take a picture and just put that face up on the Meanwhile 22 site. <laughs> What's that face? That's Ralph's butthole being tickled a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure Kanye West would know about that. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's, that's late, but it we, still works. We set, we set you up nicely. For still that. works. Um, the only quick news I would say, and I, w- I w- just want to leave it quick, that I can't believe DC's rebooting one more time. That DC... Oh. What? Yeah, yeah. DC, at, is it July or June? I do not know. This is your story. Yes. Okay, so for, um, according to... Well, not according to sources. Now it's just pretty well known. DC is rebooting the universe once again with an uh, uh, an all-universe, all-books-inclusive um So it's not arc. just them renumbering. They actually are going to have a, a universe event. I, I'm hearing that. I thought I was... I could be wrong. You mean after the last one where they said, we're not changing anything. This is exactly the way it's going to be. We cannot change it at all. Yeah. And then... Well, I'm sorry. That was what they said about Flashpoint. Yeah. And then they just had... Just last year, they had uh, Convergence. Convergence, yeah. Yeah. Which was going to put everything just so. And they're doing it again. Uh, I guess it was just so what? (laughs) (laughs) You know what happens? That someone flushed the toilet, so now all that shit's going down, so they're... Bringing some more shit to put in. Ah, there we go. Yeah, but after all these years of not doing it, I, you, you think doing it over and over and over again is going to fix things? Just... And, and then they're wondering, how come we're not retaining readers? Well, if you keep changing the way your characters are portrayed every time. And, and I bet you they probably made some caveat in there like, Batman will pretty much remain unchanged because, you know, the, we want to kiss everyone's ass. Well, they, they said there's two, there's two books that are not being touched, but Batman wasn't one of them. Oh, surprising. All right. I, oh, no, they said Detective and... Um, Detective and... So, Batman. I mean, I didn't mean just the title, but I meant yeah, like no, Batman. No, yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. 
So, I mean, I don't know. I think this because they talked about, and you and I mentioned it before, um, off podcast that they're gonna go back to the old numbering of detective, so they can reach whatever that that milestone number is coming up at eight hundred. Yeah. Instead of just doing it all along, you know, now that we screwed it up, now we want to go back and prove that we are we've been around for a long time. It's like you could have just left it alone. Yeah. All right, you've convinced me. I'm going to go to California and take over DC's uh, whole comic book department. All right, go for it. I don't really read anything of theirs anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get off of reading and get on to watching. So let's Ooh. go on with the first half of and the show. And we're going to leave DC and move off to Marvel. Thank goodness. All right. <laughs> so our first half of the show, we'll be discussing and reviewing the first seven episodes of the Netflix series Daredevil, which is now in its second season. And with the synopsis is the much-missed and hardly dissed <laughs> co-host, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Uh, my worshipping hours are the same as they always have been. Make sure you're worshipping hard. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Netflix and Marvel are back in bed together with a follow-up to 2015's Daredevil Season 1. Based on a superhero created by Stan Lee and Bill Everett in 1964, Season 2 continues the crime-fighting adventures of blind lawyer Matt Murdock and his associates, frankly, I'm sorry, I can't even say the man's name, Franklin, Foggy Nelson, and Karen Page. Now, synopsis. Fresh from kicking Kingpin's man-baby ass, <laughs> Matt Murdock is brutally stopping crime like Batman if he was portrayed in a good movie. Uh, <laughs> but in this pre-zombie apocalypse world, Shane is murderously killing criminals as the Punisher. Joined by Jessica Jones, the woman who... Uh, what? Oh, oh, she's not helping stop the bloody massacres? Okay, well, joined by <laughs> Luke Cage, the man with the... Uh, oh, no, okay, okay, not him either. <laughs> Evidently, no one gives a fuck in New York. Okay, he's assisted by Black Sergeant... Uh, Brett Mahoney of the African Mahoney's, evidently. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Daredevil battles bikers, Irish mobsters, and the Yakuza. Uh, and some very weird interpretation of Elektra is also involved. I am not feeling that. Really? Okay. No, not even close. Already, it's starring Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock Daredevil, Eldon Henson as Franklin Foggy Nelson, Deborah Ann Wall as Karen Page, Rosario Dawson as Claire Temple, John Bernthal as Frank Castle, The Punisher, Elodie Young as Elektra Nachios, or not? Yes, yeah, nachos. Well, some people say nachos. Some people say nachos. Either way, no, it's no. Nachos. Only the Spanish say nachos. <laughs> it's nachos. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. No, and, thank and, you. I, Ralph is fluent in Greek. It's nachos. Greek yogurt. <laughs> Greek food. <laughs> All right. Michelle Hurd as DA Samantha Reyes and Stephen Ryder as ADA Blake Tower. I right. question. I spell gyro. G Y R O. And he said it slow to make sure you didn't fucked up with that four letter word. Yeah. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get a gyro. <laughs> and it's actually Yiro. Wow. Just to let you know. All right. Now, before we go into slamming each other, that sounds horrible. Press that damn button. Press, <laughs> press the button, please. Probably the last time you use it. Warning. This segment may contain spoilers. So leave Ralph alone. Fuck Ralph. Fuck Ralph. <laughs> fuck Ralph. Fuck Ralph. <laughs> All right. So, Daredevil Season 2. I'll tell you this much. Turning it on. It had a different feel already, and not a, a totally different feel, but I know the first season's all about building up your audience, having people understand characters and where they belong and who mm-hmm. they are. It came out swinging. It, oh, came, it out came out swinging. It came out classic comic book, you know, and not, yeah. that's nothing bad. I mean, it just came out in a comic book way, which I actually enjoyed it. You know? Yeah, me too. I, it was, because watching the first Daredevil, it was all about setting up, you know, who he was, just getting this right into the action, like fast-forwarding. Okay, he's been Daredevil for a while. He's in the middle of doing something. It was kind of good. Yeah. And so, the for a while is not that long, though. I don't think it's been like a year even. Really? I don't 
think so. It's hard to tell, or if it is at the most, it is a year. I don't think it's been like several years. No, no, no. I don't yeah. think it's several years. I think it's, I mean, if anything, six months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it hasn't been that long, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not like it's, it's going back that far. Yeah, but I mean, it, it began really well. And I mean, and just, I, I felt like the all three characters were working really well off each other just from the beginning. Yeah. Like you feel the chemistry there. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what did you think, Ralph? From the beginning, like from the, from the beginning, what was your take on it? From the beginning, it was like, oh, snap, he's getting shot. Oh, kick ass. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Um, I want to get back to. I don't want to jump the jump jump the gun too much, but you said I don't like Electra. Electra doesn't show up until like what episode five or four? I think four. So I guess you know what? I'll end of four. Yeah, the end five. of four. Exactly, so maybe yeah. I should wait a little bit before I even ask you that yeah. question about Electra. Um, let me go to the first question I wanted to ask. Um, how do you feel about the way Matt Murdock is portrayed this time around? Um, for these first seven episodes, uh, Matt Murdock, I really like. I mean, I like the growth he's had, or the semi-growth. I mean, I like it because it's it's not putting him in a good light when it comes down to handling his non-Daredevil life. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't need a, my, you know, hero to just become an ass just to make him seem more relatable. It's just that kind of like old Spider-Man used to do like in the, the 70s and early 80s comics. It's it's showing like, like trying to be a hero all the time is really not easy to have a life doing that. Right. And something's going to give. And he ha- is having problems like being the reliable law you know the lawyer that he's supposed to be right and I, I i like that but i don't like karen's reaction to it though and we'll get to that in a little bit yeah i mean now, um what karen's did you think a, ralph karen's a little bitch that's what i think yeah, I, i'm not I, wow. I, I told you i wasn't a fan of her character before and, she and hasn't fu- grown on and it's funny because one of the questions on my list is definitely how do you feel about um matt murdoch and karen page oh, I, season two same way i felt in season one they they're they do not have on-screen chemistry like like him, I think this he, year they do a little bit. I, this year, this season there there are times there are times when they'll give a look, but when they try and act like they're going out, I mean I know it's supposed to be awkward, you know, on the show. It's just that I don't like when when they're having those heartfelt moments and they're longing into each other's eyes. I'm like I don't buy it, but yet Claire Temple and Matt Murdock had really great chemistry, you know. I yeah. mean, and that probably has a lot more to do with the actors and that, you know. I mean, obviously, it's, some people just have a natural chemistry, yeah. or also some people can also exude being in love with somebody better than others right and i just think that like maybe maybe rosario dawson just does a better job of it you know or or, or, maybe, or maybe it's the way matt's playing off of each of them right because and that's what i'm saying yeah it could just guy, be the actor yeah because I'm, I'm thinking also maybe the direction that um the guy who's playing matt murdoch is doing he's um being a little bit more guarded when he's with you know um when he's with um um karen karen, karen versus claire yeah. I, I suppose because I mean, Claire just, knows yeah. his identity. He know, you know, she knows what he does. Right. So you know, he can be very forthcoming and talk about what his day was, as opposed to coming up with a lie and right. and, and, and putting that together. And Karen's working through her own shit because she didn't tell anybody that she killed the guy yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So which which uh, that, 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 I'm I'm wondering when that's going to come up. But uh, it'll come up at some point. Yeah, Inconvenient. <laughs> Inconvenient. Um, They're going to be in bed should, together. Should I put it there, baby? Ah, <sighs> oh, right after I tell you, I killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> this is something I just can't understand. <laughs> I have no I idea. Just kill is. a man. There you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, one of those things. <laughs> yeah, it's called a rap song. Um, <laughs> yes, you guys did it so well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that we don't th- one thing we've talked about the podcast is um, the fact that when superhero um, comic books talk about the mob, Sometimes they do them well, and sometimes like Gotham should be doing that more often. Now, and, and this is very mob heavy, mob and gang related heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the supervillain of the week because basically you have 
you have these, you know, these the Irish, these get the the Irish mob, and you have the the, the biker gang being knocked off by and the cartel and the cartel. Well, all and these the yakuza, well, or the 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 hand. Well, actually, you know, the the yakuza aren't being targeted by the Punisher. No, but they're there. They're there, yeah. I'm just saying that they're there as a as a gang oh. that he has to deal with. I mean, I, I enjoy it. Usually, I'm not a fan of mob stuff. I, I'm just not. I'm not a mob movie fan. I don't mind it in shows just because I don't know what. Maybe it's the treatment that it gets. But uh, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy the, the gangs. Um, I thought they did. Uh, I thought they did actually a pretty good interpretation for the biker gang and the Irish. I thought they, they yeah. felt really believable. The Yakuza just seems very standard. Like. Is the Yakuza going to be in this TV show or film? Yes. Do we need the same people? Yes. It's, are they Asians? Yeah, yeah they, they have yeah, to be. Just, yeah. They're just the Yakuza. <laughs> like that's just who they are. You, know? you think there's like a, a a casting agency that just gets like, all right, uh, we're a casting agency for just stereotypical stereotypical Asians, blacks, Indians, and Spanish people. Well, for the most part, yes. I mean, I, I think like when I you know a lot of our actor friends, I'll ask them and they'll say like, oh, they'll tell you that they're looking for, and then they'll kind of list like you know. Things that like you know they'll even say like we're looking for an unattractive woman like they'll flat out tell you that you know we don't don't show up if you're pretty <laughs> we're looking they're like we're looking for someone that's unattractive we're looking for someone with this weight or that build I mean you know they'll because they don't feel like a bunch of people showing up and not being what they want right bitch I, I gotta, <laughs> so if you show up to that do you have very low self esteem or are you just very confident in your parents? you know who you are you I know mean, I was about to say you know who you are yeah yeah. I mean, you just you or know. you probably got low fun. Let's, well, let's put it this way: think of any movie you've seen where there's been some old, ugly woman that they, everyone makes fun of in the movie. I mean, what you think this that that's Why like, like you know, like this? it's Beyonce in, in in makeup? It's like no, it's some woman that looks like that. That they they were just like, she's like, I'm here. I thought it was, cast me. I, I thought it was just like some moderately attractive woman that they make look even like some, worse. In some cases, they probably do. In some cases, you know. they'll. they'll, they'll I mean, except for um, um, no, Maggie, ugly, I'm up. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Who I'm like, why? Don't get me started on Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie, yeah, from from, from Dark Gra- Grandma from the, from the Dark first Knight. Batman. No, yeah, from from the Dark Knight. Well, she was in the first one. She was in the second one. Oh, that's right. She was the second one. That's yeah. right because they couldn't kill the pretty Katie Holmes. They right. had to use the same character, uglier up, and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill you." <laughs> <laughs> no one will care if we kill an ugly woman. That death just makes more sense. <laughs> and now we can't have her on the show. Well, did you ever see the um, the Wood Family Wood. Guy with? Uh, it's from several years ago when they all go to that that mansion and James Woods hosting the dinner, and it's like one of those where people get killed off. Yeah, yeah. And remember, Quagmire had that annoying girlfriend that he brought with her, oh, and when she gets killed, yeah, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh." And Stewie goes, I feel that it would have been uh, a worth. We would have taken it worse if she was thin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's that kind of a thing. It was like when they brought in Maggie Gyllenhaal. I'm like, ah, oh, let's kill off an old, <laughs> ugly old woman. No one cares. <laughs> Um, Anyhow, we digress. For, for well, all the crap you talk about, even Mendez, you need to do a lot more bashing on Maggie Jr. Well, she doesn't come up as much. <laughs> she doesn't get anybody out. <laughs> thank you. That was nice. That, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I bow. I bow. I bow. But speaking of killing, so it's, yeah, that, wow, a double one? Wow. No, well, I, that was an error. I went to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, why didn't you just drop your pants? <laughs> Ooh, I said that's, it. That's not dropping the. Th- that's not dropping a gong. That's dropping a thimble. No, he said to turn it off. Yeah, yeah. dropping yours. I know. All right. Anyhow, anyway, back to our back, 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 back to killing. Um. So so the Irish so the Irish mob the cartel, um the the biker gang are all being offed by the Punisher. Right. Um. How did you feel about the way they went about Punisher's violence? Because it's not Marvel's first time doing the Punisher. Right. Starting all the way back from Dolph Lundgren. Going all the way through to Thomas Jane and to the other guy. But who to I correct us, it is Marvel's first time doing the Punisher. 
You're right. Technically, we you're right. Yeah. Technically, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's just not our first portrayal of the Punisher. Um, I enjoyed it. I well, I mean, I you know, I mean, granted, just as a doing that, which I don't normally do, doing that normal fanboy thing when they said that um, that uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Berthold. Yeah, um, John Berthold was going to be the Punisher. It was just a no brainer. I'm like, yep, yeah, perfect person. You know, I mean, but of course, I went on that whole. He looks like him. He can be like him. But it doesn't mean he could do the job. But I mean, they really did pick the right guy for the Punisher because he has a little bit. He has a little bit more heart, which they've missed in a lot of the Punisher movies. Okay. You know, like they always make him just such, you know, stereotypical 80s, I'm a killing machine. Yeah. You know, and I don't give a fuck. Not for nothing. The Ray Stevenson one, Punisher Warzone, was pretty good under the circumstances. Because I think the villain portrayal in that was over the top. Oh, the villain was over the top, but like, but um, what's the guy's name again? Ray Stevenson. He was just one note, though. Again, he was, I'm a killing machine. Like, you know what I mean? Well, they didn't really explore because... Yeah, that's were, what I'm saying. They didn't explore him as a character. Yeah, and yeah. I felt that that movie wasted his time giving us too much of the villain's perspective. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I agree with that completely. I, I just felt like every time I, I saw um, Berthold playing the Punisher, his voice didn't sound right. Everything else was great. The acting was fine. The, the, well, the did you want him to be Christian Bale? No, he just sounded like... He just sounded like, you can't save them all, Rick! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I like that because he sounded like a person. I mean, you know, still gruff, but it was... Like I said, I didn't want... I'm the Punisher Batman voice. And it's like, no, no I'm, I'm tired of that. Which, by the way, first time Daredevil speaks season two, he was Christian Bailing it, and I got yes. afraid. Yes. I got afraid. And then he like trailed off. I'm like, okay, I don't Maybe you just had a frog in your throat. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what was going on there, but you went back to being you because we had praised him for not doing that voice in season one. Right. You know, that's right. So, but didn't everyone get afraid when he oh, first absolutely. talked? <laughs> absolutely. In, in my head, I heard it like this. <laughs> so, you know, it's just what's going to happen. That's just about what it was like, too. I'm like, okay, that's better. I can deal with this now. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, everything else-wise, I mean, besides besides his, besides his the voice, everything else about the Punisher so far has been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, his demeanor is good. I like the way he carries himself as the character. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think he's done a good job. You know? Yeah. Listen, my favorite moment in this entire thing, I know we're only doing one through seven, but for me personally was that whole conversation that was that took place while Daredevil was tied up. Right. Chained up. Yeah, chained up to the chimney. That right there, I mean, Mike, you and I were talking about it mm-hmm. off the pod, but it's every person who reads comics kind of like dream debate. You right. Know? Like yeah, if, absolutely. If, if you have this moral dilemma and you're actually trying to talk it out, I think that was one of the best examples of how the circumstances can dictate. Right. You know, I mean, because they, they, they use that line, you're just a bad day away from being me. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyone is that, in that way. I mean, I, you know, of course, because the thing is, they had to set up what is the difference between the two of them. Obviously, besides just killing and not killing, there's got to be some difference. Right. Um, and I was I mentioned to you um, that that scene, that roof scene is almost nearly identically lifted from Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon's 2001 Punisher comic uh, called The Choice. That's what that's um, from. Yeah. It's funny because, I mean, I guess it's, it's borrowing from a lot of different Daredevil runs. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, most notably, obviously, from the from the Miller run, which yeah. we don't mind. Oh, we don't mind at all because Miller had his scruples back then. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when I saw that scene, I I was getting uh, college flashbacks. I thought I was back in my old philosophy class where I was there for like six hours a day. I'm like, what? Well, that was a good scene. I I was saying before that by because that was um episode three, okay. and I just thought that their interactions were getting a little bit boring because nothing was really getting resolved in any way or in, and nothing was being learned in any way whenever they met. So that I thought the, the, the entire roof scene I felt was too long. 
and I have a lot of problem with that with even the seven yeah, you episodes. Mentioned that, yeah. Well the seven episodes I have a lot there's just they've got a lot of dead air in their in their or not dead air I should say, but a lot of like the, pointless yeah things. pointless scenes or, or very stretched out scenes so I thought the rooftop scene in general was too long but the conversation I thought was excellent you know that that point was made I just thought the scene just went on too well much. not only that the reason why I'm glad is that they took their time I mean think about the entire sequence he's tied up they start the conversation and um, he he uh, gets interrupted by the old man mm-hmm. and you get to see the first light of Humanity. Thank you. Humanity being shed for the Punisher. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I can relate to this old man. He served. I served. You know. So it's like. Yeah. But right. only. But that's only to a point because we also yeah. saw that he was ready to kill him. Yep. Had that man made one more footstep more on that roof, he was going to shoot him. You Granted, know? but that's because I think he had to keep the facade for Daredevil. Right. But see, the thing that's interesting with that. Now, granted, he could have easily pistol whipped the guy with one quick crack to the jaw and knocked him unconscious. Right. It's just that. No, but he cocked the gun, didn't yes, he? he did. The yeah, fact yeah. that he cocked the gun then leads to, like, when he's later talking to, like, in episode five or six, when he's talking to Karen, he's like, I don't kill innocent people. And it's like, you were going to kill that old man. Well, no. Like, like he didn't do anything. If, if, you, <laughs> you, listen, if you listen to um, afterwards, he says, uh, he says, you cocked your gun. He's like, yeah, I did that for you. So you could understand, like, you know, what's going to happen. Correct. Yeah, he's, but I mean, but then what was going to happen? But that's what I'm speaking. He's, he's not. He, he wasn't necessarily going to shoot him. I mean, maybe so. I mean, I'm just saying. But then my and, point, because when he says that, I'm like, well, then you're still saying you were going to. And shoot remember him. this: yeah. it's the same gun that he taped to his hand, right. which we later found out was it had a bullet in it. No. Yes, it did. How did he get out of the chain? It had one bullet. Oh yeah, the one. Exactly. Bullet. He said. He <laughs> yeah. said it has one bullet in it. You can either shoot me. Or, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, he wasn't going to give him. It has 30 bullets. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> you saved the day and shot me. <laughs> 30 bullets in a six uh, gun uh, revolver, six bullet revolver. It wasn't a revolver. It was a revolver. No. I thought it had a. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a clip. It I thought it revolver. was a clip as well. It was a revolver. I know guns. It was a revolver. Either way. You also you know, know tanks, tanks too, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know guns. And not, every, and not every revolver is a six shooter. I know that they make one with more than six. That one was a six. Well, we'll make five. Well, we'll. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll finish the debate later but let's actually go <laughs> right before he gets chained up to the fight scene how did you feel about the Daredevil Punisher fight scene I thought it was going to play a little bit different yeah, it, was a little, it, I, it was played a little I, bit differently than I, the way we the, the first one the where first one. he's left unconscious on the roof were there oh. dodging sniper shots <laughs> wait the first one well the first one was yeah. where Daredevil gets shot in, in the mask that's not the first one Oh, that's why wait. I'm like the first one. The first one is where Daredevil gets shot in the mask. Right. The second, the, the second one. Right. No, he's talking about diving sniper shots. I said that's not the first one. That's, that is the first one. That's the second one. That's the second that's one. That's the first one. No, no, no because Matt comes and attacks gets... him again. Yeah. And yeah. that's when they're dodging the sniper shots. All oh, right, right. The first right. one's when he gets shot in the mask. God damn it! It's, <laughs> things are blur. I saw the whole thing in a weekend. Yeah, yeah. that's your own problem. I, <laughs> I watched seven of them in four days. I mainlined that thing, man. It's like I was doing coke. Bottom line is, I mean, I mean, not not to jump any guns. I'm just the show's really good to the point that speaking of guns I've I've, I watched episode one and two and was thirsty for three and four where other shows I'm like I can wait a week or Mm -hmm. I'm alright for now I'll just go do something else this show was one more episode let me just catch 15 minutes and I'll go to bed or Mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, the, the whole I'm I think I'm two episodes away from finishing and I watched the first three um I mean again I'm enjoying it but I it's something like I said it's something about the the pacing of this one I'm not enjoying it like it when there's action and stuff that's important, it's good, but they just have a lot of, like, unsaid moments. People looking at each other. And I'm like, I understand it's setting the scene. I mean, I get it, but it's just, you could have set that scene. In other words, 
I can get a lot of the same things from a good written two-hour movie that they've done in seven episodes, not falling into a point. It's just that doesn't mean shove it all into one episode. I'm just saying that if it's taking you seven episodes to get me to feel the same way, you probably could have done it in three and a half to four. I hear you. Which but means you could have given me more information out but, of the other but three. I felt, you know? But I felt like the first Daredevil was like that, too. I felt like the I didn't feel season it was as one, bad. I didn't feel season one was as bad. Well, season no, no, one, no. Season this one, one had a lot of it, and it was once... Wilson Fist was introduced because even though they had to shed light on depth, they also tried to show a lot of his mannerisms right. combined with all the times they showed Daredevil in church dealing with his guilt. Right. And a lot of that was like war. But see, I had said that I found that it had slow points in season one, but this to me seems like it's tripled up on the slow points. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I find it a lot slower. And also the fight scenes, for the most part, except for the sniper one, have been... Eh. Whoa! No, they had me. Look, think the, about it. The think Dare about the, the think about the fight scene. That was probably one of the better ones. But I mean, look at the first season. I mean, look at Agent of Shield. Anytime um, Ming uh, Agent May at, is fighting, you yes. look at Agent of Shield because everybody that hasn't watched it that seems to still criticize it should be watching it because it actually of, is a good show. Yeah, it's a it, lot it, of people <laughs> that criticize it. But, yeah, and everybody that criticizes it, either one, never watched it and only heard from people that watched the first half of it that didn't like it, or B, only watched the first half and stopped no, watching it. No, I know a couple <laughs> people who are still watching <laughs> it and are watching it. No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, dude, that, I'm who, one who, of those. He'll, he'll always, Bless you. that show, I'm not watching that crappy show. You've seen two episodes. <laughs> no, no, I've seen four and it's fucking boring as hell. And, and what do we tell you about he, the first six? He said, he said if, if you can get to the first six, no, he said, get to the first six, you'll survive. See, but let's, let's, I'm sorry. But anyway, my, my point though was that even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like Agent May, like her scenes are very well choreographed and like they were very well choreographed in season one of Daredevil. I just don't feel the same. I mean, think about it again. We know the sniper scene. We, we know this, the the stairwell scene. But now think about like other fights like they've had like uh, with Elektra fighting some of the guards and stuff like that. It's like there's flipping, but there's not like a lot of creativity to their fight scenes. They're just kind of like... what happens eh. is there's a lot of tandem fighting. So what's going on is that you have multiple action sequences taking, you know... They're, they're, they're fighting right. different people in one location at the same time. So it's kind of hard to get like a good shot. They always got to do flip to this person, flip to that person. But that's their job. I mean, no, like their, their job is to get a good shot. And in, in comparison as to last season when it was just predominantly Daredevil. Yeah. There was I mean, no sidekick. Like said, I, yeah. Now you got the introduction of two heroes. Right. But but again, that's, not, that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'm just saying, like I don't find the fights as energetic or interesting. I'll just, oh. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I totally disagree. But I, I, I can see what you're saying. But I find myself more engaged with this one, where last one it wasn't a struggle. It was still a good series. I love Daredevil, but some, but there were some episodes where I wanted to just leave it and then walk away and say, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. I'll come back later mm-hmm. on. This just felt like you know. Even if it was not action moments, a lot of what, how the story was unfolding. Because I, I mean, honestly, in the back of my head, I'm like, "Is Karen's gonna die? Is Karen gonna die? Or uh, not um, yet? You know, um, is um, what's gonna happen with the Punisher? How long is this trial gonna last? You know, um, um, how are they doing? You know, um, jury deliberation. I'm also a Law and Order fan, so I kind of like some of the well, stuff I mean, they get into that, there. That, well, actually, I find the trial stuff more interesting because, like. The Electra stuff, I don't find the story very interesting so far. Like, like it, there is nothing that is occurring that is very interesting with Electra. But you know, for, wait to, until the uh, we are only but doing a, one through seven, no like, foreshadowing. In episode Mike, Mike, eight, there's oh. a tank and it starts blowing shit up. Uh, let, let me say this because now you threw the name out there and I kind of waited for us to get it well, we're kinda deeper into there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What the tank? What's no? <laughs> <laughs> what, what what is your issue with with Electra? I'll say. 
I have a feeling about Electra, but I'll let you speak first. I mean, it even began with their meat cute. I, I did not like their meat cute. It was, it was smarmy and oddly enough, reminiscent of Daredevil in its own. It was just there. And then when they had their discovery fight scene, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me in the gym. It's, I don't like their portrayal of her. She's never been psychotic and their form of psychotic they're using with her is boring and ill-fitting to even the story. It seems like they're writing. I don't know about psychotic. It seems like a bloodlust. No, she's just psychotic because she's not looking for blood per se. She likes violence. And then she gets excited and wants to have sex. It's like they're just it's like this I crave fighting nympho thing. And I'm like, yeah. we know it exists. I'm not there to say it like, doesn't exist. It does exist. But that's not again, like I, there's lots of things that exist. It doesn't like mean it's Friday good. Night. It doesn't mean it's good storytelling. Right. And I, I just find it it's very like this is all you could think up for Electra was that she's a woman that gets off on like the like, fights like you've never had some light sparring and then sex afterwards come on i just don't find it interesting i don't find their interaction interesting. i, I find you know? her interesting way better than jennifer gardner jennifer, um, yeah, jennifer I mean, gardner was boring she because yeah, it was, was my, very my, well it wasn't written that way because my thing even is her own solo movie was oh she well, she, she hated, hated that she, she hated that, that yeah. movie she did not want to make that movie because especially my issue as you know She's supposed to have this exotic feel to her because she's, right. you know, Greek and, you know, she's a diplomat's daughter. Not diplomat's daughter, but she's, you know, from wealth and, you right. know, so she, it was a different feel. So I like the fact that they gave her a little bit of a flavor rather, rather than when they gave me bland old Jennifer Gardner. And Jennifer Gardner's not bad in any sense. It was just there was nothing there. Right. So I'm wondering if they decided to go the other way. Maybe they went a little too heavy. It's I like saying, wow, your chicken, Mike, is really bland. So you add a bunch of seasoning and it becomes too much. I suppose. I mean, but the thing is, it's not that I think that her character is too much. I think her character is dull. Like, it's just, it's very, this is all she is so far. I mean, granted, maybe we'll get Mike, some great well, Hold reveal. on, let me yeah. stop you right there because you did set the caveat on one through seven. Right. Our line stands. Because I'm addressing, and yeah. All I'm going to tell you is because you feel that way, there's a lot that gets revealed later on that you, it leads to it. So right, but again. All oh, right, but that's how you feel now. Right, but, I'm confident right, your opinion will change. Right, but that's when we review that in two more weeks. But my point is, that's like having like a part one and a part two movie. A part two movie comes out in four years, and just saying, well, how am I supposed to address later? I, I'm saying Mike, in seven episodes. Apply here. I think, I think no, it doesn't. Well, it does apply because we're I, only addressing. I think seven my issues, saying. Seven I think episodes. my saying is as it is now. Here's how we feel. Right. You know, even because though we know there's more, but right now, as it is, as of this moment, you know. If you just watch one to seven, here's what the impression is. Right. Not that it's going to be the impression, but right. here's what it is now. And it could change. Right. That's what I'm change. saying. That's what I'm saying. It's it's very important to stick with what we're reviewing. Because yeah. it's Cause I've watched I've watched yeah. almost the whole thing and, and I know what Kevin's saying, but I know what you're saying, like if you just watch one through seven, here's the impression right. you get. Because of her. remember, in one through seven, I, we've only been given one view of her. And I'm just saying out of that. But I, I I haven't liked her portrayal. But I'll also know. say this, just because we know that we're doing a fourteen part a fourteen part series. 13. 13 um we i think we hope that even for those who haven't seen past seven you hope that things are going to be fleshed out more. oh i hope so but yeah. again like i said i can only go with what i've seen and that's what we're reviewing so yeah, i'm just saying that yeah. no, no, no. of what i've seen so far i just don't like the way they've introduced the character that's my problem with the yeah. so far her accent was a little weird i mean i mean she's, she's not greek i don't know what well, that accent was. Well, well, she's french supposed to be french in this the actress the is french. oh the actress is french yeah and I was about she to say is name. french okay but i mean and, and that's my issue i was like just make she's, greek <laughs> it's not that big of a spoiler she's adopted 
that, that was kind of a spoiler. As, I, again? <laughs> How is that big of a spoiler? Dude, what? dude. No, I, can can we just seven. stick to one through seven? Is it so hard? Yes. Yes. I, no, it isn't. It's ridiculous. I with the line. You just played jump rope with the motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like sitting here like, okay, well, that's now going to change the way I'm thinking the series is going to go, but okay. <laughs> well, well, all I'll, 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 I'll say this. From one, from one to seven, I liked the lecture because it was different and, and she seemed a little more exotic than I... I like that she had a little bit more flavor. The way she plays off of Matt towards six and seven, you start seeing the heat, like the kind mm-hmm. of what you're saying, the, the the chemistry that Matt and Karen lack, right. he definitely has with Electra. Yeah. And even though he's avoiding it, you can see that chemistry. That's what I'm saying with Karen. And he's, you know, this is all, oh, this is the woman I love. And I'm like, it doesn't really seem like it. <laughs> it's the woman that you're so like, like, all right. I'm using the word love, but I kind of like. <laughs> even though I did like, um, did you like how cold that went? Uh, I kind of think the Punisher's doing justice. You really think that? Uh, time for you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's your coat. <laughs> I was like, wow, like, Matt, that, that was fast. And I'm not calling you an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even walk into the door. She was just like, um, yeah. I'm leaving. He's like, bye. <laughs> Switching gears for a second, how would you feel about the fact, the, the way Foggy's portrayed, especially in the courtroom now? Little Foggy. No, 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 Foggy has Foggy been, been the man. Foggy, like, even Claire, when Claire was just like in the hospital, she's like, damn. Like when he stopped them with her words. I mean, they've done a really good job this season of building up Foggy. Um, like I said, because the thing is, like you're, you're, it is there. Though. And I mean, it's not that I don't love the character. I don't love Charlie Cox's portrayal. Like it's just that he's having trouble being like the friend he should be, being the coworker. And in that, I think Foggy is shining. Like this season, I find I'm like I'm like Team Foggy. I'm like mm-hmm. he's kicking ass. Yeah. You know? No, <laughs> when I say little bits, I mean like. I know it's necessary for him to have these, co- well, attempt to have these conversations because Matt just right. hits him with a click. But I just, because he's kicking ass somewhere else, I don't like him being the bitch in their relationship between yeah. Charlie and Matt. It's like, come on, yeah. stop fucking whining. But unfortunately, Foggy yeah. is the de facto bitch. I mean, you yeah. know, in, in all friendships, there's some personality types that are a little more stronger than the others. Like, like um, if me and you go to, uh, me and Kevin and I go to a sports bar, Kevin's a little bit more. I'm strong-handed when it comes to sports than I am. But if you put me and Ralph, I'll be stronger in that department. There's just some personalities that will shine in certain areas, and, t- and some people will kind of like... I'm the alpha. Oh, yeah. I'm the alpha. What? Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that you would be better than me? Not, not better. I, I, I'm, Way I'm, better. I'm, I'm talking about... I'd be... Ralph, he said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just, I just wanted to clarify. No, yes, that is true. No. He is way better. Not, not than, better, not yeah. better. The, the idea that if somebody mentions something about the Yankees, I'm going to go and start yelling, are you crazy or anything about sports? Are you crazy? You'd be like, eh, I guess so, whatever. You, you take you know the, 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 high, the, the high road approach where, versus me and Kevin. If somebody says something, Kevin will quickly jump down somebody's throat while I'm like, oh, can I get a beer, please? You know what? <laughs> Fuck the Yankees. But, but bringing it back to... Right, we're bringing it back to... that. Bring going back the, to Hell's Kitchen. Right, but see, my thing is, though, with, with Foggy, what I like about what they're doing with the character is that he's he's putting Matt... He's trying to tell Matt, you, you've got to make this decision. I mean, the thing is, Matt's not Bruce Wayne. He doesn't have this financial Nobody's wealth behind Bruce him. Wayne. No, but the point is, he does not have a billion dollars behind him. It's like, dude, I get your fighting crime. Even if you decide, you know what? Screw law. What are you going to fight with? Like, how are you going to pay your bills? Like you can't keep well, doing this. And the Foggy's like, you're ruining my life too. It's like you know, this is we're we're partners and they're the best friends. They love each other. And he's just like, you know, you're ruining my life. You, you know, this the um the DA is going to rip them apart. 
if they can't win this case you know you know it's like it's like there's all this stuff on the line and i because just like in the first season when they had their breakup their brief that was a really good scene and i thought the scene in the bathroom when they're arguing about the case was a fantastic scene because it's it's very real of actual friends and one trying to be like look i love you but fuck you (laughs) you know like see but my thing is i felt that that took too long See, I thought that was fine. I mean, it wasn't that long of a scene. I think, that, I think no, no, that, no, no, not I, that scene. I mean, that build up. No, but I think the scene. build has to happen because you have to kind of. I mean, even if well, you, even if you don't watch um, series one, you watch series two. You got to see the, the the build up to the frustration and to what he's talking about and the, and the 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 straw that broke the camel's back is they fucking studying for the opening for the opening case that he didn't even want to do. Foggy didn't even want to do this case. Right. And Matt's like, no, no, no. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Yeah. And you, for the opening case, the thing that set the tone. You ain't there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. mm, the balls. All right. May I make a point? Yeah. All right. So the, the way I see it, if Foggy had allowed Matt to explain to him what's going on, that it's a greater good kind of situation, then maybe he wouldn't be such a bitch about it. Well, I mean, again, for what we've seen, it's like there's still no. It's, you're not talking about we have a pizza shop and you help make the other six pizzas. This is, first of all, a man's life or death. That you said you want to take the case that I did not want at all in taking it will ruin our entire reputation and career. And that's all Foggy's got. Like he yeah. has nothing else. OK, so if his career is ruined, he will get no other job worth talking about. So it's like, you know, it's it's just you're just done. You know, um, there's just so much to it. And also, like I said, I mean, it wasn't like it was a build up from season one through all the way to season two. Like I said, they already had their bitch out before. Right. I, what I liked about this one was that. The whole the whole point about the bathroom yelling match was that Matt was never around for Foggy to even yell at him. Yeah, <laughs> like and that also was great because it was this buildup. Like you knew Foggy wanted to explode a while ago, but he's finally like, "No, I've got to do it now because you're never anywhere." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Definitely. And did you feel like every episode ended the same way? Like it was if if the episode is very Game of Thrones. If the episode's 55 minutes, it's Wait. 50 minutes of standard story, or 56, I'm sorry, 55 minutes, 54 minutes of standard story, and the last minute's like, every episode on a real <laughs> big, heavy cliffhanger. Not like, okay, it ends, and you can watch the next episode. No, everything was like, boom, something dropped. I, really? I never felt I, that. I, I, in, I, fact, I, in, fact, I, in fact, I made note that I did not notice that these were big cliffhangers. Oh, no, they, I feel like every single time there was something that... I can't think of anything that was that big of a cliffhanger in any of the episodes I saw. Like, uh, and, and I do you forget where we are leaving off? There is an actual thing that goes... No, but I'm... Right, right. Okay, there's a pit. The pit. But even before the pit. <laughs> like, you know, like... And I mean, it's an interesting thing to find out, but I mean, it's not like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh... Okay. What you've never seen a hole that big? <laughs> I've been to the Grand Canyon, so so yes. <laughs> well, I I felt like it, it had that feel, like you know, the episode would play as normal, and not that it wasn't exciting or not. It was just the episode was what it was, and then it would have the the swerve, like they say in wrestling, the swerve moment at the end was like, oh, that's happening next. Okay, and then you kind of want to watch the next one. I and that's and it, and it definitely feels like it's progress more and more as the episodes get along that's just my feel for it one thing i want to ask you guys because i know i'm in i'm i enjoyed it when i saw it the courtroom drama Mm -hmm. like i think that throughout both seasons there needs to be more of them like said you know it's kind of like if you're a fan of law and order you're also gonna want you know to see more of Murdoch and Nelson in action. Well, this means the first one we never, we almost never saw them in actual court. They were like usually pleading out to not be in court. Right. But this one, I was, I was happy. I was actually um, going to be mad if Matt didn't show up. 
the second yeah. time when he was, when he said that he was going to like um, uh, quiz the the uh, the medical uh, um, examiner. Like I was like, he better show for that. Oh, not just because of the foggy thing, but also I wanted him to show up because it's like I want I want more of that action. I want. You need to prove. Don't just tell me you're a lawyer. <laughs> like I need Show to. Us what's going I need on. to see. I, I need to see what person you are. You know. As By well. the way, was anybody else mad when, when the whole medical examiner thing went down, where they built this whole idea of how to be able to get around the insanity, you know, without using PTSD, without saying insanity, how to figure out how to get the the, the jury to swing, and then. Um, what whatever happens with the medical examiner happens right when they reveal who you know that he's been well, shook up. Well, I, what I liked about it, I mean, I thought that scene was it was fine. I mean, he was a little bit hammy, the actor himself, but uh, the scene I thought was good. What I liked the most, though, and that's one thing I will give the the show for the most part, the interactions with other people after something goes wrong is much more real to life. Because like normally, like if, if like somebody just screwed up some really big case in like a regular TV show, it's always like I'm mad at you, but you know. Yeah, and then there's that, like, you know, he just turns to the person, he's like, what the fuck were you doing? You know, like, <laughs> and I like that, like, and there's been other times when, like, things haven't gone well in the thing, and, like, the person actually goes back and is like, no, this is not working. What the hell are you yeah. doing? Instead of, that, like, that, that mamby-pammy, wishy-washy, like, Mammy okay, Pammy. you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I like some of their reactions, actually, right. a lot more. Um, oh, by the way, I wanted to mention, uh, there's two things particularly I wanted to mention. Um, uh, Frank Castle, the Punisher's big monologue bored i had to watch it three times and i still didn't give a damn at the cemetery cemetery? it was i'm like dude i got your point it was the most boring monologue i've ever had i'm not i'm not exactly when i said i rewound it three times because i kept nodding off on it each time (laughs) you know and i'm like wait what did i miss let me rewind that again you know know, actually i don't remember that yeah, it didn't stick. You mean, you mean yeah. the, the the talk with, with Daredevil and Punisher in the tomb? So, near, near the it was tomb. after the big fight, oh, okay. the yeah, big that, big fight he that, had when he yeah. when he when he rescued Punisher from from out of where he yeah. was. Yeah, I completely zoned out. That, that's what I'm saying. Like that's exactly that. It, I kept zoning. I'm like, this is the most boring. Actually, I found monologue. it really intriguing because he talks about you know he 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 just gets deeper into you know about him. I mean, Karen gets much deeper into who he is. Right. But we started getting a taste of who he is. And I, no, I mean, I knew the purpose of the monologue. It no, was, no, no, I just thought it was dull. For for me, you know, I, yeah. it, it, it I mean, served this purpose. And yeah, I thought I thought it was just too much. You had to think about it like this. You know, not only are you de-escalating from a hostile situation, you're also for the first time in since you decided to be a vigilante, are allowing someone in. So it's gonna take you yourself. That that's as much an exploration of yourself and your feelings as you sharing it to others and then letting them know. Right. So him having the confidence in Red, as he calls him, to you know delve into his psyche to me was you know it, it was very satisfying because it's again think about what you are getting as opposed to what you got. It's right. the first time you've ever seen a Punisher mm-hmm. this intimate with his own thoughts, right. and it's also a person who. Anybody who went to war can relate to. Right. I, I think that's what it is, is that if you watch any, any war-related type thing, cheap cop show where someone did something, they're in the war, it's literally the same story. Like, yeah. like, I mean, that, and that's what I mean. That's why it was dull, is that it, you told me nothing I have not heard on Law & Order, on Blacklist, on you name any show that's ever had but anybody from the war. But it's applicable you know. to this gentleman in Right, but I'm, but I'm just saying that, it's just that in that, I just found it dull. Like, it didn't, it didn't grab me because it's like, oh, it's that, 
it would just be like 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 in other words, like when cops grab criminals in the cop shows and they're like, Oh, are you gonna tell me that your 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 mom and dad didn't raise you well, your dad left it's like it was that same kind of feeling like, Oh, you're gonna tell me that you went to the war and that your daughter missed you and that she was the love of your life and I'm mean, like, Yes, I, I appreciate it and I understand the purpose of your scene. Right. I just think you could have told it to me better. Like it's not yeah. saying I didn't want that information. I just didn't like the way it was given to me and then it was so long. I'm like Jesus Christ, I keep zoning out on you. <laughs> you know? well, That's what I'm saying. Like, Ralph is like, you know, you're, you're zoning out on it. You know? That whole we, scene was we a blur. flip-flop on that same thing where you feel that way about this scene, I yeah. feel that way oh, about yeah. the, and, the, and, the and, and it's why they put the it in. Thing. Yeah, and it's why they put them in. They figure it works yeah. for somebody. You know, exactly. But the other thing I wanted to mention is, how the hell do Daredevil's powers work? Now, I get the fact that maybe if he concentrates extra on something, it works better. Meaning, like, I can hear da 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 but if I really try, I can hear three blocks away. I get that. But... How do you walk into your own apartment and not notice there's a whole human being in it? But yet you can tell me that across the room there's a box of matches and I can tell you exactly how many matches are in that drawer. (laughs) When he walks in and he's surprised that Electra is there and I'm like, you didn't notice there's an entire human being in your apartment? Like, you know, that other heartbeat, that other breath. That other bottle that's out of place, ah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say the kayfabe answer. Um, the, the comic <laughs> answer would be when he was distracted from seeing what's her name. He was just finished seeing Karen Page. When you're distracted, sometimes there are things you kind of pass by. I'm not saying that's the reason. It was just one of those things. I'm like, dude, it's a whole human being. <laughs> like you didn't notice that in your apartment because the only way you could navigate your apartment was by using your powers. You you had to go like. There's my sofa with an extra bump and a, and a heartbeat on it. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, also, you know, they uh, evidently train together, so she might, you know, know some of the things that he does. I suppose. I mean, that conceal. would conceal. But that would, I mean, like, like not breathing at all, <laughs> <laughs> or not having any form of heartbeat. But I mean, maybe it is. She, you know, did, she did the Harlem Nights and the safe thing. Just take short breaths. <laughs> what, it, what it was, you know, he had just left Karen, so you know, he was. More concentrated on what was in his pants than what was outside. All right. I suppose so. <laughs> All right. I, I guess. It was just one of those things that just got me because I'm like, how could you not sound it? Sounds like you were too. All right. All right. <laughs> let's, let's go to ratings for the first seven episodes of Daredevil. 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 My lips got in the way. Daredevil. Season two. What, those plate warmers? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Ralph. I give it. Uh, I, uh, I see you've thought about this already. No. Nope, <laughs> off the fly. Off the fly. Yeah, okay. Zip I, your fly. <laughs> Second drop. For, Do you need a lifeline? For the first seven episodes, <laughs> I give it um, seven. What should I say? What are you going to do, Red? Out of 10. Ooh. Hopefully, it sounds better than editing. Kev? <laughs> you know Was that what? the Punisher's monologue? Fuck you. Fuck you. Go ahead. Was that the Punisher's monologue? <laughs> Kev? I give the first seven episodes a strong nine Daredevil Billy Clubs out of 10. Ooh. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give it nine. I can't stop watching this show. My family life might be in jeopardy out of 10. <laughs> I swear, if that baby ever cries in the middle of that episode, I'm like, sure, she got five more minutes. She'll be okay. <laughs> Mike? Now, I, for the whole season of Daredevil, I gave a 9 out of 10 for season one. Now, so I want to be very clear to, to uh, selective hearing Kev over there uh, after Ralph rating that I want to say that so far for one through seven, I'm giving it a seven and a half 
one batch, two batch, penny and dime out of 10, <laughs> which does not make me the hater of the group, considering that someone else gave it a seven out of 10, as I'm always accused of being the hater. <laughs> I'm Just you making are, it clear you that are, I was not. <laughs> you, you are reversing your tread a little bit, but you got a long... I, 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 there is no reversing. I don't hate. long tread. <laughs> we, should see, we should see Mike's hate point average. Oh, <laughs> we should do that. Anybody, and meanwhile, 22, who's listening, please, if one of our fans, you want to do Mike's hate point average for us I year to year? love it. I think go, we're, for, we're, go, go through every episode and tell me what I've rated something. We're year two going into year three, I believe, correct? Yep. So I would love to hear what his hate point average is. <laughs> went up or went down? Actually, if you could do every six months, that'd be great because that probably gives us a better idea of what's going on. Break it down to like quarters of shows and everything. <laughs> <laughs> In the third segment, he just obliterates the competition. <laughs> I would say Johannes would do that for us, but he's too busy drawing. So, uh, you know. Too busy doing great drawing, too. Damn right. And we're going to talk about Johannes in a second, but we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 20 two pages later after I splash some chemicals in my eyes and hope for me being awesome. He's going to be two-faced. <laughs> Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Hey, comic fans, Shine and Bosch here. If you also happen to be into larger-in-life heroes and tights, a.k.a. professional wrestling, then head on over to 4 for the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling. Bosch and myself thinking behind the scenes to past and present with all your top wrestling promotion and news. To listen, visit 4LifePodcast.com, download us on iTunes or Stitcher, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at 4 Podcast. Because when you listen to your podcast, you listen to it. Four. Now back to the cap, Ralph the Tech, and Mike the Finance Guy. Meanwhile, 22 pages later. All right, we're back with the second half. Ralph, you have something to say? Yes, Cap. You messed up in the beginning. What the fuck did I do? You said episode Born? 70. <laughs> oh, not that far back? <laughs> you I, said episode 78. This is yeah. episode 77. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh shit! I guess the episode with Mike that we were—it was supposed to be seventy-seven. We never did. Yes. Okay. So excuse me. Ep, thank you for um, coming back. And now we're at the second half of episode seventy-seven. You just lost the level. Yes. <laughs> and we'll be. Talking. You have failed this Shh. podcast. Oh goodness. <laughs> you, like, you like how Ralph threw on the Smithers voice though? Yeah. Me. Right. <laughs> but, but, but we're gonna see who about who fails what because now I'm in control of the soundboard for this segment. We're all doomed. Yep. <laughs> so. Just a disclaimer, if there is a delay in rim shots or just horrible timing for, for any <laughs> any kind of sound effect, this is all because the cap is now in control of the smart board because he criticized my greatness. Well, uh, the board might be smart, but <laughs> <laughs> computers aren't smart. People are. <laughs> Remember when his phone tricked him and ran out the other day? <laughs> that was all right. It, lock, it locked him in the bathroom. All right, all right, funny guys. He was in there for hours. All right, guys. Are you trying to do something more interesting than Batman v Superman? I love the movie. I can't wait to review it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my last bowel movement was more. Interesting. All right, all right. So, uh, so now what we're gonna it do? Was for probably the brightly colored. All right, all right. We're gonna, guys. Guys, we're gonna talk about something about shit. The hi- what? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> We're going to talk about the highly anticipated movie that everybody's been talking about for the past year and a half, Batman v Superman. And before, yeah, I was like, with a synopsis, I was like, should I go warning? Because I'm not even used to doing it. Fuck it. We'll go synopsis first. With a synopsis for this movie, hopefully not giving away too much, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. We always do synopsis first. You always give away things, too. By the way. (laughs) Alrighty. Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice is the latest live action superhero feature film from Warner Brothers Pictures. The film is a follow-up to 2013's Man of Steel and is the second film in the DC Extended Universe. 
Zack Snyder helmed the film, which features a screenplay by Chris Terrio and David S. Goyer. At $250 million, the 151-minute feature, uh, feature excuse me, is the costliest of Warner Brothers superhero movies. The film also features an ever-declining critics rating, currently Rotten Tomatoes at 30% and Metacritic at 44 out of 100. Synopsis. Fresh from his TKO win against Little Orphan Annie, Batman <laughs> is back for Orphan Battle 2. This time, it's the rich bitch of Gotham takes on the dumpster baby of Krypton. <laughs> but before the match begins, Pee Wee Herman Luthor begins his master plan of resurrecting the dead. Why? So Superman can kill Zod. Again. Uh, with brief yet painfully forced appearances by Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman, the only thing the film needed was a disjointed plot and an overabundance of CGI. Uh, no, wait, it has that too. <laughs> Alrighty, starring Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne Batman, Henry Cavill as Kal-El, Clark Kent Superman, Amy Adams as Lois Lane, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, Diane Lane as Martha Kent, Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White, Jeremy Irons as Alfred Pennyworth, Holly Hunter as Senator Finch, and Gal Gadot as Diana Prince, Wonder Woman. All right. There you have it. So, And that's our show. <laughs> Not going to do that. But what I will do is at least press the the spoiler warning because Lord knows Ralph can't fucking help himself. Let's all watch and see if he gets the right warning. button. This segment may contain spoilers. So leave Ralph alone. Not such a hard fucking job. Can you fucking not spoil? I don't announce when I'm going to press a button. And now I'm going to un- press the rim shot button. It's, it's embarrassing whenever he's going to have sex, too. <laughs> and now I'm going to undress. <laughs> and now. I'm all going- right. <laughs> all right. All right. And now hey. you have been inseminated. All right. <laughs> so, You're welcome. All right. You may laugh. It's funny because you guys are making fun of me more than this movie, which I think this movie deserves. This movie was excellent. First of all, anyone touch any different, <laughs> see it in IMAX, buy two tickets, one for each eye. <laughs> in 3D and go at the first viewing. Wear two pair of 3D glasses so you can see it in 6D. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Was the movie that bad or was it that we saw it so early? No, it was that bad. I could have watched that movie at midnight. <laughs> that was a hunk of junk. <laughs> I, I, I don't smoke marijuana, but I'm sure if I had any type of vice that inebriates me or just changes my mood to the happiest possible, this movie will be my downer. <laughs> oh, shit, you called it the present. <laughs> from, I think from the beginning, from the minute that they showed the sequence of, of, of um, Bruce Wayne being a kid falling into the, into the pit or what's going to be the Batcave, and the bats swarm him, and he gets raised off the ground. I was like, "Yeah, this is going to be as bad as I heard it's going to be." Yeah. Look uh, before we b- before we get into this, I, I just want to say this because Mike had been saying it from the jump. I was fanboyingly hoping that it wouldn't be the case, but move after move, and leak news after leak news, and trailer after trailer, the shit was not. Showing its potential. And I never waved course on that one. I'm like, this is shit. I normally try to call you out on your shit, but today, sir, you get my props. And the thing is, I wish I was called out on it rightfully. Like, I mm-hmm. wanted, the thing is, I knew the movie was going to be bad. I wanted it to be good. I don't want to see a bad movie, first of all. Like, any movie. You I, don't wanna, wanna, you, I don't want to see a bad you wanna movie. You want to be wrong know? in that way, where yeah. it's like, you know what? I want to be co- corrected because it was actually better than I thought, yeah. but not even. I, and though. I want, like, you know, Superman and Batman and all the other heroes to have a good show that Marvel is enjoying. I mean, Marvel hasn't made every single step correct, 
But on a whole, they've they've managed to win the race well. Like you know, like they they've slipped here and there, but and the, DC just can't get out of its own way. I don't understand what its problem with DC. Ralph, how did you feel? Did you feel six claws? <laughs> <laughs> there better not be more than three. <laughs> you know what? I give this movie. Don't rate it yet. Three hundred million kajillion nothings. <laughs> no, there's no well, ratings. Um, actually, I didn't think it was a horrible movie. It was partially entertaining. There were points where you're like, really. Honestly, oh, dogs fucking are entertaining, bro. Doesn't mean I want to watch it. I mean, this is not a every scene is horrible movie. I mean, I there was a couple of things I'm like, oh, that was cool and that was done well. There were glimpses, right, right, but that's all it was. I mean, that that glimpses do not a movie make, unfortunately, right? Unless it's a movie called Glimpses, in which case, well, (laughs) honestly, if if it's a movie, I have this like rule where I say if I can make fun of this movie, like just like one little thing, if I can say something during the movie. Mm Then it's it's enjoyable for me. It's not saying it's a really great movie. I was about to say that doesn't work well. I, I see what you're saying. If, if I can make better script than the movie, then it was enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> it was enjoyable for me because like it, it made me think and like you know like say hey right. you know what if this that would be hilarious you right. Know? But let, let's boil it down a little bit easier for those fans of Ralph to understand. There was no big booty that he enjoyed. <laughs> there, was, there was no Scarlett Johansson s booty for him to enjoy. Gal Gadot was wearing a dress and then a skirt, so he couldn't tell. Well, there was that scene with uh, Amy Adams in the tub was a little. Who, steamy. Grandma Adams? Yeah, <laughs> Grandma Adams. Really, bro? Yo, I, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> what? But there were a couple of scenes where you see like the. The lines, the lines yeah, yeah. around the eyes, and yeah. I'm like, whoa! I was like, Amy, how old are you? Are you are you using what makeup are you using? The Maggie Gyllenhaal collection? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she needs to be part of the Actors Guild. No. Oh, yeah, no, he doesn't give any because he doesn't know where the button is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, too late. Thank you for wrong, being so late. Wrong button. Fuck you. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, I was gonna say maybe she should be part of the whole um, fuck high def. Um, um, coalition because that definitely looked like a victim of high death. Even Kevin Cavill looked kind of like he looked bad. Like the film yeah. quality made him look his skin looked bad. It looks like he actually saw a rush of the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Oh, 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 oh I see. Oh. Expertly handled on the on the cast. There you go. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> so. What made this movie such a shitstorm? Let's go into it. How come we didn't start with what we liked about the movie? <laughs> because it's not much. Well, then this shouldn't be a very long conversation. <laughs> I don't want to dwell on things that, 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 that gave me hope for two seconds, but fuck it. Let's go for it. Right. Okay. What did you like? In case you missed it, spoiler alert, Batman wins. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. He Batman win- won the fight. Right. I'm sorry. He, he wins in the sense of who's the best boxer out there right now? Right now? Yeah. Andre Ward. Okay, so me versus Andre Ward. So I'm going to poison him twice and then <laughs> kick his ass. Am I the winner of a fight? Or it's am the I only just. way you stand uh, a but, chance. But, but, but that's the whole <laughs> point. I'm like, did I win the you, fight? You, did yes, I just you did. Win dirty Hold on, yes, Hold on no, did. no. You're the winner. You didn't fight fair. Two different questions. Right, exactly. Yeah, I know that's, 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 the, that's the thing with Oh, that. I'm sorry. Were there any unified sanctioned rules and <laughs> boxing organization that he needed to abide by? Hold on. Yes, yes, it would be. What would that be? The fact that Superman wasn't there to fight him. Ooh. Oh. That would be like you coming up to say hello to me. I kick you in the nuts and then beat the shit out of you and then go, I won. <laughs> he knew he was waiting for him over. He there. didn't go there to fight him. His though. intention was one thing. What 
the intention. So oh no, the reason, I, the reason I bring that up is that let's put it this way. Again, if he really did go there to fight slash kill him, heat vision, fight over, dead. That would have been a fight. Well, he said it in the <laughs> beginning. Know? He said, you know, if I wanted this to be over, right. it would have. Well, but yeah. my whole point though is, if this Could've, was shoulda, woulda, got your ass whooped. <laughs> he wasn't there to fight. Oh, I'm anyway. sorry. Who made who bleed? Yeah, Yeah, the the guy that you mean the guy that was there to kill him for no reason versus the guy that wasn't there to fight him. Somebody, (laughs) somebody walked away with a scar. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, the one that wasn't there to fight. All right, all right. (laughs) So, so, well, what are the things we like? Did we like the fight scene? Um, I actually, the like I was saying before, there's a fight scene uh, towards the end of the film where Batman is going to save somebody. I thought was good. The rest of the fight scenes wasn't that plus. I mean, they weren't bad. I just, I mean, they were. Fine. Like, like they were fine enough for the movie. They just didn't the, make me go like, that was a great fight scene. The, and also, there weren't that many of them. Well, the, the, the yeah. dream sequence one where he's like in like the future. The sequence? Yeah. Sequence, yeah. Sequence? Yeah. Whatever. Is that the fifth sequence? <laughs> I think it was the fourth <laughs> sequence. Oh, now you know what <laughs> happened, huh? You don't like it when it turns against you, huh? Um... That scene was the one good. in the desert. You mean? Yeah. yeah or that. I'm sorry, not the desert. The post-apocalyptic. Uh, oh world. yeah. Did, did you catch the Omega? Um, I saw something there, but I wasn't sure what that was supposed to be. Yeah, it's an Omega. It's well, yeah, I mean, well, the whole thing is evidently that's the thing is like, well, I'm sorry, that, that's jumping way too far ahead. Let's go back. To, so that was a, it wasn't a bad fight scene. Yeah, it was, it was re- not a bad. It fight was scene. pretty cool. He's like, he, people were getting shot. And he's like, no, and he just grabs that other guy and starts shooting the other guy. And he, it takes like twenty of them to get him down. Yeah, that was pretty sure because Batman shoots other people. But okay, I mean, <laughs> it's well, a post-apocalyptic Batman. But, but but also it's like yeah, it took twenty of them to get him down. That's because it was his dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that one guy could take him down. Not my dream, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, like I said, that, yeah, that was. I mean, the, the scene itself wasn't bad. Um, it was just that the cut scenes. There were a lot of cut scenes. It it, it felt like like all the rejected cut scenes from Family Guy. <laughs> um, like it was just like it was almost like every time they said something imagine that like, yeah it just it felt is. like it was always a cutscene. so at some points in the movie i'm like is this for real because yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crappy was, maybe it's a cut maybe it's a dream this movie was definitely this could have been batman superman the gif <laughs> the, the gif. gif the meme seriously because every time it was like it, like we said earlier it, it was a movie stuck in traffic Really was, yeah. It really was like, uh, like, like I was saying to these guys earlier. It was joking. I'm like, it felt like six different people were like, "Hey, what film did? What scene did you film today?" I'm not telling you. What did you film today? I'm not telling you. We'll, we'll all look at it together when we go to edit it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and see if we can make a movie out of it. It was just very disjointed. But going back to what I like, though, yeah, um, I, was I mean, just very brief things. Like. Um, uh, very brief. I mean, because much about very the movie. Brief. The, the CGI was good until it became heavy-handed, especially towards the end. I mean, especially by the, the end, it was I, I couldn't, you couldn't see almost yeah. anything by the end. Um, CGI was fine enough. Again, nothing that's going to make you like you know. It doesn't reinvent CGI. Um, the Batman costume it did look wonderful. It did. Um, yes, yes. It did. The, the machine costume it is nice. It's just yeah, it just looked a little. Ho- it looks so. 80s old fashioned because it was made after the 80s drawing of Frank Miller's drawing. Right. Um, um, I liked. I liked um, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I mean, he. I. I don't. I'm he not, wasn't. He wasn't horrible. No, he wasn't horrible. But he wasn't like. He was great. I mean, he. He's an actor, and I thought he wasn't he memorable. It, right. He. Right. Exactly. Not memorable. He just. He wasn't offensive in the role. I thought he did a fine job as no, an actor. You guys are understanding. He was the mainstay of the movie. I mean, yeah, but I mean, when you're talking about a shitty movie, it's in other words. We're, we're congratulating him for having done his job. We're not saying that, like, he, like, in other words, it's not like so he redefined thing, Batman. Like you can't get credit for what you're supposed to do? 
I mean, well, okay, thank you for not sucking. I mean, like, like, like that's, that's what we're saying. Like, I'm not, of, I'm not. A lot of people had the expectation that he was going to suck. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, I made fun of it in the beginning, but even I had said then, I said, I'm sure he'll be fine. Like, I, you know, yeah. remember the very first podcast when we talked about it, I said, no, I'm, he'll be fine. Because I, I, he's, he's improved a that's lot. That's right. We, yeah. we, we talk, this is like way back from the first podcast. Yeah. Oh my god! I I, I want to go back and I mean I don't really want to go now back and listen. <laughs> don't listen to those podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, I wait, mean, you're <laughs> supposed to be telling people the opposite. No, no, listen no. to the later podcast yeah. <laughs> when the mics get better. The earlier episodes actually have been known to cause people's ears to bleed. Yeah, <laughs> almost sound, like this movie called people eyes to bleed. <laughs> the sound quality was really bad. But I mean, I definitely was digging Ben Affleck as Batman. It wasn't it. Mind you, and we've seen a lot of Batman from, from Keaton all the way to all, all the way to um, um, Bale. Christian Bale. Thank you. I was gonna say Bane. I don't know why. Um, and we've seen some good and some bad, and he was pretty good. I, I mean, I would, I won't put him. I think I put him top three in the top. Sure. Three. I mean, I don't have I mean, my top three listed, but sure. I mean, he's he, in some and ways he forgot about Adam West, but thank you. But Adam West is a different count. style. It's a different style of Batman. He was not, he, not that he wasn't Batman. Different style of Batman. It's comedic. You're still invited to our show, Adam West. We'll just make sure the cap is not here. When <laughs> I was going to do a bad imitation. I'm not going to do it. Bring bring some churros for uh, Ava. <laughs> for Chunky Ava, in case she shows up. There you go. Um, but um, I'm trying to think what else. I, I mean, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but um, Gal Gadot, I think, you know, for what she did as Wonder Woman when she was Wonder Woman. Not when she was Diana Prince. Diana Prince was very, like, spy catch me if you can kind of thing but she didn't do much i mean i thought she was i mean again i mean to give her credit i thought she was good at being the the mystery woman Mm -hmm. i mean you know if she didn't ham it up she didn't do a bad job you know yeah no she was definitely the highlight of the movie but especially when she came in yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i mean when she's when she got off the plane i'm like oh but that that whole intro was already spoiled with the trailers Oh well, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, again, like I said, there wasn't much. But the thing is, with her and intro, it's really funny. I mean, as Wonder Woman, we're talking about now. It's just she was just suddenly there. It, like a lot of the movie, suddenly something was happening. Like right. just boom, there it is. And you're like, how did we get here exactly? Boom, there it is. You know, like I'm not sure what's going on, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean, so so is that all we like? Because I'm ready to go. Yeah, I don't. Uh, have I much. like the Batcave. I really yeah. didn't like the it was okay. I mean, I didn't remember seeing I felt much a little of it, too, a little it too, was a little too high tech for me. I mean, it looked great, but I feel like the Batcave should have a grungier look because you are number one in the cave, and number two, it's been around for a while, so you know things are looking kind of well, old. Listen I, here, I think Grandpa. Of it, I think of it as the Batcave went into the loft. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Pottery yeah. Barn, Batcave. <laughs> <laughs> listen here, Grandpa. You can stick with your old fashioned, you know. Uh, 128 megabyte fuck computer you, back cave. You, you. <laughs> there we go. I don't like that. <laughs> but I'll I'll stick with my you know one petabyte processing power. I see. I changed the back cave. <laughs> what, what I mean again? Different stylish this, this, view of the lake. And of course, this can be said about every bat cave. So it's not. This is not picking on the movie. But as much as I mean, it, it was really cool when the lake opened up and he jumped into the lake to go back home. But I'm just like, once I saw that, and it's not that. Again, nothing about this movie. It's just it just always does it with the bad case, especially when there's something very elaborate. I'm just like, so you hired a bunch of people to build into this lake, <laughs> into your home, and nobody's questioning this. Hey, remember that time we built this weird thing for Bruce Wayne or, to his manor? <laughs> remember that time when they found all those bodies down in the river? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm just like, when did you have all this built? Exactly? And how? <laughs> Were they all blind construction workers? <laughs> all right. I mean, it, From the Madame Gao construction company. <laughs> when you really think about it, like you would have to like 
block off a section of the lake in order to yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is that for, Mr. Wayne? Uh, you know, drag <laughs> racing. <laughs> like, just, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> I do shit like that. Uh, another, another thing I did like that I found kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, I found kind of I find it amusing. Is was it the gum you found under your seat? Because uh, <laughs> you were chewing up a storm. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, the small segments of the relationships between Perry White, Clark Kent, and Alfred and Bruce. Like I kind of enjoyed. It was just the right amount, but it was you know a little bit humor, a little bit. You know, I enjoyed the Perry um, Clark more so. I I mean I I look forward to Alfred because I you know I mean. I've occasionally been known to be smarmy and make snide comments. Once what? in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon. Occasionally. Um, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. What? <laughs> but uh, took you a while on that one. Like, I'm at it though. I just didn't find like this Alfred. He wasn't up to my Alfred. If you confuse occasion with often, then yeah. <laughs> I just didn't find this Alfred wasn't up to my snuff of of snarky Alfred. He was snarky I mean, but yeah. depressing. Yeah, like, like yeah. he was very like, "Fuck, we're doing this again." Yeah, I mean, it was snarky. Like, he's, done with. Well, it was, he's like, old. but you know what it was? It was snarky. Like normally, Alfred is snarky for us, the audience. He was snarky for like Bruce, meaning like, like you know, you and I aren't going to enter. Like, like you're not going to like do the dozen with your friend with no audience. You're not going to really go into because it it's like well, I'm going to save that material for later. You know, it was just kind of like, yeah, you two are friends and you're kind of making your jabs at each other, and I appreciate that as, as a moviegoer. But it's like I like my Alfred to be like, you know, this is for you at home. I like that. I just that's just my preference. Nah, no, not no, no, a problem. I'm, not, dis- yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think that because it was portrayed this way, mm-hmm. it showed that they had already right the bond. Well, he wasn't a butler. Did you not notice that? Like, like when he came to visit Bruce at the office, he just sat down. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> He got sat down and got comfortable. He I'm was like, a mechanic. Yeah, I was, was just like, butler. oh, okay. I bet, this is where we are. You know who that is? That's Jeremy Irons going, I'm not a butler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's good. Yeah, but, but you know, I've read that Alfred was a kick-ass um, MI6 um, veteran. That's me. I'm not a butler. I'll just walk in and sit down. And Zack Snyder going, fuck it. Let's well, well, the funny part is, like, I mean, I'm, you know, I don't know the real age of Jeremy Irons. I, obviously, we look it up. I mean, and I know he's far older than Affleck, but as far as looks in the film, he didn't look that much well, older. Look, so yeah. that you're just like... So did Bruce Wayne hire him? Because, th- like, in other words, he didn't look old enough to have been the butler of the Waynes prior to Bruce, because he would have been like fifteen. Like, right. he, he looked very close to Bruce's age, like give or take no, but ten in the to twelve years. He was there. No, so. but I know. But I'm just saying that, like, he just—it's just the actors, their ages. It's just like you See, look and I, and right. not that, too much older than Bruce. And yeah. I blame that on the film quality. Well, yeah, it was. Oh, definitely. And also the angles they chose and the lighting they chose, because every time I saw. Um, um, Alfred, he was in the dark. Yeah, you know, he was in the cave. You know, so 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 you know, with with that darkness, you can hide some things. Well, he's English; he doesn't want to tell. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm not going for it. <laughs> yeah, Ralph's like trying to cue me. Don't fucking cue me. It's my board today. My board. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go into it. What we what, what what didn't we like? Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Lex fucking Luthor. The, God finally, damn you, finally, Lex. Finally an LL replaced Lois Lane because I'm still not happy with you either. But Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> I Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, once again, go back to any time when I first saw the trailer, Jesse Eisenberg, and I said he fucking sucked at that role. And again, could have been excellent. And to each his own opinion, of course, as always. But... I was right. Like, there was no going back on that. But I think that, you know, I mean, as we were all hoping was that it was a swerve, that you're, that you're seeing well, one thing right. from you're him. You're just seeing one cut. One, and you're like, one okay, scene. well, maybe yeah. that'll switch. And then it's almost like Kevin Spacey playing Lex Luthor oh. in Superman Returns. God, like, he was horrible. Kevin Spacey, you're like, okay, Kevin Spacey, he can do a real maniacal role. And then you see that, wow, he's just doing Gene Hackman, yeah. which I understand now because it's all from that same line. Right. 
it sucks, but Jesse Eisenberg is like really yeah, over the top. Yeah. So for all of you that don't know, like if you, I mean, you've probably seen the trailer. What you saw of him in the trailer is exactly and worse of what you get in the film. This is not a moment. There is no wig wearing Lex Luthor. That is his hair. Yeah. That stupid like Bruce Wayne meets that that whole shit. That is exactly how he is and worse in the film. Mm-hmm. Worse. That's, yes. Trust that. Well, <laughs> you know. You know, but, but that was Kev's favorite actor. So Kev, you, you have to say. <laughs> Listen, I know I can't, you know, inform the listeners how I feel when, like, you can't see it, right? You exactly, can hear it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we live in a 2016. I believe it's a very fair PC society where you know you want to specify and articulate your thoughts. So right. you know, Jesse Eisenberg, the human being. I don't know the man. I wish him the best. <laughs> I hope that you, you we, know. We need to fucking play this again so I can imitate him doing this voice. Hope, it sounds so sincere. <laughs> I hope you know he continues to succeed in life. But when it comes to this role, fuck you. Fuck you. There we go. Oh my yeah. God, this dude. Oh. Like, yeah. why is it that we are incapable on film to get a proper Lex Luthor? I don't know. I, 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 they they yeah. should just have, um, what's this guy's name? Clancy. Oh, the guy that does his voice? Yeah. Clancy Brown. Oh, because first of all, he might not be a good stage person, but that's either here nor there. But I mean, I think sometimes, especially with film, and especially nowadays, and nowadays meaning the last 20 plus years, Everybody, you're not just making a film. You're not just making a film for the fans. It's like, I'm making my film. I'm making a statement. I'm an auteur. I'm making my film. And it's like, you're supposed to be making a film for me, not just for you. I mean, I get that you're, it's your project, but, you know, it's, I'm, it's not like art. Like, in other right. words, like, if you want to paint the Mona Lisa, that's your painting. You know, maybe it becomes famous, maybe it doesn't. That film, you're expecting a bunch of people to pay, especially in New York, you know, 13 and up dollars and right. that's on the really dirt cheap side. And up dollars to go see your film. It's like, so then you should be making it for me. Right. <laughs> you know, and, Agreed. No. you know, and he didn't. It's like, I, I think that's what it is with the Lex Luthor. So they don't, I think they feel like, well, we don't want to use Justice League Lex Luthor, even though that's the best version of Lex Luthor out there. Um, I want to make my own statement. And it's like, this is not your fucking statement. It's our, it's our enjoyment. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> instead of a strong, confident Lex Luthor that uh, anywhere he goes just commands respect and power. You want a somewhat psychotic Lex Luthor who seems to be talking to himself most of the time and doesn't even know what to say. He's like, okay, fine billionaire. That's fine. But not everybody that's a billionaire is going to be well-liked, respected, whatever. So the fact that he's commanding audiences with senators and other public officials is just bullshit. It's like nobody would want to talk to him. He's, he's, He's too... What, what's the word when you when you're just like uh it, he's eccentric or not just eccentric it's just that like Obnoxious. he puts you at un- yeah he puts you at he, he he doesn't leave you at ease when you're talking to him you know it's just like you you sit there like this guy's crazy why am I listening to him at all yeah, yeah. but people but people listen to Trump and he makes well, people feel, feel the same way and he killed Marcy I'm like are you serious Marcy's supposed to be his who? like his Mercy num- yeah his oh I'm like who's Marcy Mercy oh, yeah. sorry Mercy yeah yeah I didn't get that's, that either that's his number two why would he it it is not that's yet another example i heard him say her name i'm like oh okay we're going somewhere with this right boom yeah well yeah i didn't understand because i was like oh mercy i'm like oh okay not mercy i was i I mean he he's just i mean he's the big problem but there's a lot of other problems yeah like okay i'm gonna say it and i always say it every show and maybe this is my area of expertise tone tone Mm -hmm. and, and, and and um music 
um, the, 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 the score and what they used. Everything had a very somber tone. It's an action sequence that was somber. Right. And then everything was just so glum. It yeah. felt so heavy from the beginning all oh, the yeah. way through. Oh, that, those sad Batman memes? Get used to them. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like they're, they're actually the cheeriest things you're going to see in this film. I mean, there was so much death and destruction yeah. Like I mean, between death and destruction and dream sequences, death and destructions in the actual film, it was just hopefully like, like this is the one thing. And I was looking at this, and I think I had said it um, when I was talking about comics in general and how I'm I'm just not enjoying them. But when I was watching this film, then I started thinking about other Marvel films, like the current Marvel land of films. Right. And I said, you know what? I mean, they're not perfect either, but I find them more enjoyable so far than DC's put out. I said, you know what? When I watch Captain America movies, when I watch the Avengers, I still go like, holy shit, I wish I got you know, bitten by a radioactive fill-in-the-blank and go out there and help them. Oh, if I only could fly and was super strong. Yeah. I looked at that film and I'm like, I don't want to be in their world. When I watch mm-hmm. Batman v Superman, I'm like, I wouldn't want powers in their world and at with, all. With the, <laughs> you know? the reckless destruction, he's yeah. like, oh, um, the only way I can kill the beast is by getting him back into Gotham. And finding the spear and killing him. Yeah. Take him back to the yeah. populated area when he was in, un, in an uninhabited but, but, island. Or my favorite thought was, I'm like, this is Batman, who's supposedly the world's greatest strategist. So in your really fast <laughs> jet, you could have just flown back to Gotham because it's right across the harbor. We've established how close right. they are. They, they literally, it's like, well, you know, you're not, if you're not in America and you're not it's in like the boroughs. East Coast. Well, if you're not in the East Coast, it's like literally looking out. Um, from the west side of Manhattan, looking over to Jersey, like that's it. Like they're yeah. that they're literally one harbor away from each other. So I'm like, you couldn't have just flown back to get what you needed and fly back. Why would you move a monster, even if it is to someplace unha- uninhabited? Why would you move him? You know? Right. But anyhow, um, that's getting to another point, which we also will definitely be bringing up um, as oh well. But uh, but yeah, um, it's. I just found that the tone was depressing. I mean, like I, I had said before that I thought Man of Steel was glum, and it was. This one just I, they should have. Here are your 3D glasses and a razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just in case. We'll show you the proper way to cut. Don't, you know, you know don't get in the carpet. You know it's bad when... What the <laughs> hell were you trying to hit? <laughs> Look with the arrows. Look with the arrows. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told yeah. you to use the keyboard. Yeah, Anyhow, know, back know. to you, Big Kev. Go ahead, Big Kev. You know a score is bad when it's noticeable. When it's yes. a good score, you don't Thank even you. think no, about it. No, most people disagree with me because I don't notice music very much because people ask me if I really? like this. The people often ask me, do you like the score of a movie? And I know that there are people that that's their thing and I, and I appreciate that. But I always say to them the exact same thing. I said, if I don't notice the music, it's it was effective. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's not supposed to be noticeable. It projects <laughs> you know? what you believe is the tone. So it goes kind of subconsciously. Right. Right. And it, that's what I always tell people. Everyone looks at me like I have three heads. It's, it's like, supposed <laughs> to help you emote. Yeah. It's supposed to be part of, the, you know, part of the background. Right. Yeah, but it stood out like a, yeah, not like a sore thumb, like gangrene. Well, yeah. y- well think about <laughs> it. Well, think of it this way. Um and even though people are going to say, oh, well, the, well, those are the campy DC movies. Think about Superman. When the Superman theme came out, when you knew he was going to change into Clark. Yeah. And you, and you heard no, that. No, it wasn't up. even. Dun, dun, it's that, that you could feel it in your seat. Yeah. That, yeah. No, it wasn't even starting that loud. It would just be this. And, and, you know, the, and then it started to build. And you're like, and you would feel the goosebumps on your arms. Because yeah. you're just like, shit is going to happen. And it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> Superman had it. Batman had it. In, yeah. in, in, in the first two Tim Burton ones. Mm-hmm. You know, dun, 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 you know that, that was such a great score. The animated series had it. Yeah, the animated, animated series. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you had that, none of that, that here. That whole opening sequence was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that opening sequence. You had none of that here. I mean, when, when Superman saved somebody, it was depressing. When yeah. when Batman, you know, was watching. I mean, and now, mind you, it 
okay, the the falling of buildings don't call for you to be heroic because the first 15 minutes are all about the destruction of Metropolis mm-hmm. in front of Batman's eyes. Okay, you can't play that music. You, but you when mean you Batman f- has hires the dumbest employees, by the way, for Wayne Enterprises. But we'll get yeah. to that point in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't understand that, because we'll get to that, back but, to that but, point. But just, but just to watch, you know, all, all of these things and later on, where you start seeing Batman, you know, put on the, put on the cowl and fight. Mm-hmm. You you see Superman, you know, fly. There's no excitement. No, there wasn't any. I mean, and it's not just because we've seen it either. They just, they don't build him, they don't build any of them to be that excitement. They, they expect like, well, Batman, of course, the moment he just shows up, they expect like, everyone's just going to cream their pants, you know, like, it's Batman, that's yeah. why. And Superman is like, yeah, you know, Superman. And I'm like, but I'm supposed to be, again, I, this this whole glum thing, it's like, and I keep saying, they're supposed to be heroes. They're not just heroes. They're supposed to be superheroes. They're, they're supposed to inspire me, not just make me go like, oh, they're there and shit's going to go down or right. I don't care and whatever else. But that opening sequence, um, you know, now that we saw it, like it filtered in with Bruce Wayne, you know, running back into Metropolis and stuff like that. I'm like, first of all, from what we saw of that machine of destroying buildings near Wayne Enterprises, it, it was like a block or three away. Yeah. I'm like, why are your employees still there? So he calls them, get everyone out. <laughs> All right, get out. And he even says, Mr. Wayne said go home. I'm like, you weren't going to leave <laughs> otherwise? I guess those are really devoted employees. <laughs> They're just dumb people. They like that bonus. Yeah. Drones. <laughs> Drones. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, the thing I'm getting, it was good in its own way, but at the same time, it was it was just so much so that, like, like because that was supposedly our understanding, which I didn't understand. I know what you were trying to tell me, but I didn't understand why Bruce Wayne hated Superman because of that. You know, okay. like, that part... I didn't get. All right. All right. You know, what they a, did a bad job trans- conveying yeah. that. I mean, us as, you know, people who read the comics can, can have a better understanding. And I think that they made the movie with comic book people in the room. But yeah, I suppose. But no way of translating that in an articulate or effective manner right. to not only us, but to regular folk right. who are right. just going to see this movie and be just as perplexed as we are. Right. And we can slam this all, all we can. For the sake of time, let's kind of go over some of the bullet points of some of the things that we didn't like. Okay. Um, well, real fast, too. What did we think of the, intro- the, in my opinion, horrible introduction of the rest of our Justice League? <laughs> oh, my God. Horrible was- introduction. Oh, it's a file. Let's see who... Okay. That's, yeah. There's a guy in the water. There's a guy who... Seemed to uh, move really fast. Really fast. And there's a guy who's apparently being put together by a Rubik's Cube. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Not the mother box. It was a yeah. Rubik's Cube. You know, I'm just like, and, and, and we have Wonder Woman watching this, and, and we're getting her cutscene reaction. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is the way you're introducing these people. That was, and oh, by the way, and not only were they on the file, did you notice he had already given them logos? Like, logos. Yep. He gave them logos. Who does that? <laughs> Was he going to copyright them? Apparently, Lex <laughs> would it, it would have been good if you would have had red for Flash, right? Green for Aquaman, Aquaman and like silver, silver for, yeah, for yeah. Cyborg, uh, and then like you know gold for gold Wonder Woman. For Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like that right there would have been perfect. But nope. the it was the W. It was the W. W. Was a lightning lightning bolt for no reason. Right. There was an, the A without the cross beam for Aquaman, mm-hmm. which right. is stylized particularly for him. Like, and why are you calling him Aquaman? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Not Merman? You know. Aquatic man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But anyhow, that was, it, so that was weird. I, I, you know, I did not enjoy the way they showed it. And I, I also... I'm sorry, Doc. Go ahead. I mean... Cap, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this whole notion that 
Lex Luthor somewhat somehow put a scheme together to draw the ire out of Bruce Wayne and set him up. I'm like, for two years, he said it, it took me two years to do it. Yep. Really, like, you plotted this for two years. So that means he knew who Batman was for two years. But, but he doesn't seem like he knows that Bruce Wayne and Batman. But that was the other part. You know, I'm trying to skip. It. I know because we're, we're, we are going on time. I had said to everyone, I'm like, is everyone in this film psychic? How in the world? I mean, we know how stupid the disguise is, but how did Lex know that Clark Kent's mother was Martha? Yeah. At no point was that ever revealed, but yet he knew exactly who his mother was. You know, that's right up there with, for instance, when Bruce Wayne goes back to the city with the monster and Kyle shows up and he's like, um, you know, he's like, did you find the spear? Well, why did you think he was there for that? Like, you know, like, um, or when Lois is trapped in a building. Oh, and then he goes in for the spirit. Well, how did you know that? Was, why did you know that she was there for this? Like, yeah. It was just one thing. They after, never or, connected or the, the fight. The fight that Luthor pushes. The, he sees the bat signal go up. Right. He doesn't know that Batman is the one that put the bat signal up. Right. Evidently, that bat signal exists, and therefore, Commissioner Gordon could have put it up for Batman. Right. He's there, and what does he say? The time is now. Or no, it's t- now. It's it's today or, or now is the time or something like that and now he knows it's time to put his plan into motion to get Superman to go over there and I'm like how do you know any of this like none right. of that movie made and sense let's, and let's say you do how does Lex Luthor know the conversation that Batman and Superman had when he was chasing for yes. the like he doesn't yes. know that he was forewarned don't put the back yeah. signal up anymore. Did you have the script? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go for the biggest turd that could be in the hand. The, the introduction of Doomsday. Oh. The introduction. I'm sorry. Zod, for, Zod Day? First, the introduction of, of um, Lex Luthor being able to access the, the ship. And the ship just kind of doing whatever. Whatever you say. Whatever you say, boss. <laughs> okay, boss. <laughs> what? You want to create a world-ending creature? Yeah, sure. Well, the, not? The, the Kryptonian Council is against creating these, these behemoths. Um, well, where are the Kryptonian Council now? Well, they're dead. So, okay. You know, All right, you, 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 you give up really quick. You know what that felt like? I felt like that Dave Chappelle skit when he's black President Bush. <laughs> he's like, uh, I have um, the, the UN, they're going to sanction me? Okay. With what army? <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was, but, that was but, but, I mean, the fact that, I mean, yeah, Doomsday is one thing. And I've always been, I've always been a fan of, if you're going to make Doomsday, you should make them something with Kryptonian because maybe if, you know, you're from Krypton, you know. You you know your own weaknesses. That's where it comes from. Right. That kind of stuff. Not not make not made of kryptonite, but you know your weaknesses if you're from that same place, right? As opposed to something foreign, right? So it's like okay, but but just it it was made from Zod's corpse and yeah. and from Lex Luthor's blood, right. which obviously gives you know like psychotic what, powers and life and what. All right, so here's the the, so, the explanation oh, is that. Um, with the Genesis Chamber, he could have actually had brought Zod back to life. But with the introduction of um, Lex's DNA, it corrupted his um, Zod's DNA, so that's what created the creature. So, which is about to bring to the next point, um, which is not in the movie, but so, guess we know what kind of creature Lois and Clark are going to have when they have a baby. Because <laughs> we see what happens when Kryptonian and human DNA mix up. Yeah. So, so, so much for a joyful ending right there. They as have, the baby rips from her womb. Right? They have Etrigan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what about the the the, the ending Gone of the movie where they decided to go with the, with the end with the conclusion of the fight? How do you feel about that ending? The conclusion of the fight with Doomsday, you mean? The entire yeah, with killing off of Doomsday. And, um, it just I didn't care. I really didn't care by the end of it all. We all um, know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it's you you don't care. It, it's not any big whoop. It's not much of anything. It just felt like again, it was one more desperate ploy. They pulled out every 
trick and every stop that they could possibly think of and threw it into this movie you know swirled it together and hoped it would blend and it didn't when you watch a Marvel yeah. movie it's like going on a date with a girl and she knows all the right things to say and she makes you feel good or he depending on who I'm talking to and you know that person makes you feel good this um, this DC version sounded like they were trying to throw out all the stops. You want me to cook? Oh, they just I'll hi- cook. They just you want me to hire hookers? my panties? That's fine. <laughs> you want me to suck your dick? That's fine. You want me to call your mom? I'll call your mom right now. Uh, DC hired an escort. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, absolutely. DC absolutely. just was like, I'll hire an escort. We ain't got time. It, 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 it felt like desperation filmmaking. Oh, my God. It's, it's like, I, I got 20 minutes. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Exactly that. <laughs> I can do a lot and a little at the same time. Yeah. There was just, there was just so, so much that goes on. these metaphors in its proper use, I'd say... Who's the most wholesome person we can think of right now? Uh, me, Michelle Obama. That's it. Okay, all right. Marvel is Michelle Obama. I go with DC me. is Barney Stinson. <laughs> <laughs> they are using Big every time. chick trick in the book to try to sleep with you. Yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah. yet, they're, and they're claiming like, oh, because of our box number, office numbers, right at the moment, we're doing well. I'm like, I don't care how much money you make. You still know when you've made a bad film. Superman was. I mean, Man of Steel was doing well too, and you saw how quickly they kept backtracking on a lot of crap they wanted to do there oh and by the way let us mention how many times i think it was at least three if not four different times during the fight scenes they're at so-and-so place that's abandoned there's no life there's no there are no human beings there i'm like yeah you keep throwing that out there like yeah. like batman's at well i took him to the so-and-so port there's nobody here it's abandoned i'm like uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> turn to the camera and wink yeah exactly <laughs> no loss of life here <laughs> see that's that's when you need all right a, that's when you need a deadpool uh fourth wall oh fuck down. fuck deadpool <laughs> yeah. all right ratings gentlemen oh, I, did oh, sorry, add, I did want to add one other thing though it's a line from the movie itself and i swear that this movie this line sorry this line sums up Zack snyder doing this movie it's a line from senator finch the world has been so caught up with what he can do that no one has asked what he should do yeah <laughs> that was to be said about superman but that should be said about Zack snyder all right so let's go for ratings for batman not v- renaming it nah, shit what <laughs> it was being a lot of fucking expletives um i'm down for renaming it but it ain't gonna be much Ralph, what you got? Renaming it? Renaming it. Batman v. Superman. Yawn of Justice. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny? I know that's not original. So I'll leave. <laughs> I know you got it from something else. I'm, I'm pretty sure someone else has said it too. <laughs> Big Kev. <sighs> that's it? Oh, okay. <laughs> How do you, is that with two? <laughs> you could add as many as you want. <laughs> That's too funny. Dawn of Fuxtus. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm going to say Batman v Superman, DC New 52 all over again. Convergence next. <laughs> God, could you imagine that? <laughs> right. I just say Batman v Superman. I warned you all, now suck it. <laughs> or just BVS, Spawn of Numbness. <laughs> Spawn of Numbness. I like that one. All right, so let's go to ratings for Batman v Superman. Kev? What's the opposite of six claws? <laughs> <laughs> one, middle, claw, one claw up the ass. <laughs> middle fingers to the sky, motherfucker. So that's a two then. <laughs> I give this movie negative 10 fuck you, Zack Snyder and Jesse Eisenberg out of, I don't know. Out of 10? <laughs> well, the fact that it's a negative, I don't think how much it matters. He yeah. thinks to owe him. Just, just go the other, just go the negative Just property. go the negative direction. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to go out there and give Batman v Superman one. And the one was for Wonder Woman. <laughs> one, you made Zod into fucking Doomsday? Out of 10. Wow. Ralph? 
I give this movie one kryptonite spear up the ass out of ten. Damn. <laughs> there you go. And Mike. That's going to burn. That's <laughs> <laughs> smart. Again, I'm not as much as a hemorrhoid, probably. <laughs> making that clear once again. I give this three. Desperation now has its own movie out of ten. <laughs> so, yes, I didn't hate it as much as everybody else, but I did hate it. But, I mean, I do really hate it. I mean, I, I get the cinematic... Um, the cinematic qualities it has, but it is a bad movie. But now, don't expect like Ghost Rider Two: Spirit of Vengeance type of bad. It's just like we were saying to other people: if you took out the superhero stuff from this movie, it would still just be a bad movie. This is not just being a geek. This is not oh, you're not doing my Superman or it's not my Batman or it's not my Lex Luthor. This it is, is actually just a badly put together movie that's only hindered. More by the addition of superheroes, in my opinion, that way. Right. You know what Mike is doing? What? You hear all this bashing, right? (laughs) Yet, on record, he puts a 3 out of 10. Essentially, what he's doing is, when you're sending that company email, you're... CYA. <laughs> this is all it is. You're oh, not fooling is, anybody. It is my honest review. It is Your honest three. review is to give it worse sled dog numbers than I do. <laughs> all like, right. You want to prove a point. We, we, see, we finally. Okay, all right. Hey, there, right here on my computer, man. Josh. <laughs> there you have it. Batman v Superman. Looks like DC has to go back to the drawing board. And they to, won't. Uh, yeah, well, and they I should. Mean, according to their comic books, they can. <laughs> but you know, guys, don't go anywhere because oh, oh, not Batman v Superman. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now we're more Ralph. More Ralph. We don't need more Ralph. <laughs> you, you can never have enough Ralph, especially when you spoil shit. Yeah, we can't have enough of that. <laughs> I'm still upset, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, by the way, you're all gonna die. Spoilers! Actually, not even any time in the next 500 years. <laughs> I've mapped it out. But, but the rest of you, horrible. Nice going black. <laughs> nice going black, Yola. All right. <laughs> so, guys, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. They never, we never make it under a minute. We've done it once. Maybe we'll do it twice in two years. No? Maybe. Yeah. This is Geeks on the Go, not sex for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's so interested in my bedroom, though. For real? Wow, I just sound like Mike D for a second. Oh, my God. <laughs> shout out to Mike D. Mr. Mike D, shout yeah. out. You must have nice bed sheets. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah, then they're not staying. They don't last too long. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Which Batman v Superman character could you have done the least without? Kev. Lex Luthor. All right. Ralph. I concur. All right. Mike. Zack Snyder. <laughs> He's a character, but shit. Okay. And answer. I could have done without him. Okay. All right. A good Which role did Ben Affleck have more impact on? Daredevil or Batman? Mike. Daredevil. He made you hate his performance, but his Batman Bruce Wayne was non-offensive. All right. <laughs> Ralph. I concur. Oh, my God. Will you try to get under a minute again? <laughs> Kev. Batman. I think he learned from his mistakes. Yeah, he definitely did. I felt that way. All right. Will Bullseye be in the next season of Daredevil? Ralph. I hope not. You hope not? I hope not. I I mean, he's a good character, but they could do better. All right. Mike? Um, I'll be surprised if he's not in the last half of this one. I I just kind of expected him to be there. Uh, We'll see what happens. Spoilers. We'll see what happens. Time is up, but we still have a couple more questions. And Kev? I kind of hope he is, but... Again, everything done the right way. Absolutely. And our last question. If you were a hero, do you go about defending the innocent by being 
by, by being by the book or being a death dealer? Kev. Some people just got to go. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Okay. The death dealer. Ralph. So are there, do you like get commission for every death that you deal? I don't know. I guess I'll, I, you know, I, I go with Kev. There are some people that, you know, just behind bars won't work. All right. And Mike. I'll kill criminals by beating them with a book. <laughs> <laughs> but it's oh. a slow, torturous death. <laughs> if, if they're millennial uh, criminals, they'll be like, what are you hitting me with? What is this thing? Uh, or, or, it's or, not an iPad, is it? No. <laughs> if it's somebody with a thick head and, and you're hitting them with a paperback, you're fucked, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, actually, beating the millennials to death with a book, all I'll just hear is, stop, you're killing me by abusing those poor trees that died for <laughs> oh, this. Oh, God. <laughs> so, That'll just make me beat them more. Is, 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 is that a hipster villain? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Hipster Tom, who's who I think is a little bit far away from the record now. Hipster Tom, you better get your gear. Get, get, get your button gear. What were we going to say, Kev? I think we're leading in. No, I was just going to, you know. Go leave him uh, some, some words of advice. No. Get the fuck away from my title. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hipster Tom is just waiting for the for Walking Dead to end. Yeah, and he said, he said Walking Walking Dead happens. He wants to be on. I think he would actually go postal if we actually did not invite him for the I Walking Dead. I think so. Oh, I'd like to see that. <laughs> You want to see a white man go postal? How does a hipster throw a hissy fit? Oh, he just shaves <laughs> off his uh, goatee. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right. Um, let's, let's go right into shout outs. Um, anybody with shout outs? Well, besides the wonderful Aaron, my niece, not you. <laughs> my no, niece, not my you. My niece and the other wonderful Aaron I'm going to give a shout out to. All right. And the Johannes for turning me on to these Semlas. And by the way, Johannes, they don't have any at FICA. <laughs> they, they, they won't make any again until December, so I, I will not get them anymore. Yeah, by the way, my, by, by, by the way, Johannes, Mike had brought that up a couple of times. That's how mad he is. He talked about it twice. I'm very upset. <laughs> Those things look so delicious. It, it's a, Ralph's looking all lost. It's a dessert that, that uh, is a Swedish dessert that is very seasonal, and he, him and Mike were talking about it, and he goes, yeah, they should have it at XYZ store not too far from you. So when Mike goes, they're like, yeah, we stopped making them last week. Yeah, and, and it's because it's seasonal. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll start again in December. I'm like, oh, come oh. on. <laughs> You well, sh- you should have Johannes uh, FedEx someone. I don't think that would be as good. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Johannes, always number one, always giving support. Number two, I feel really bad about um, Daredevil. I had watched the first couple of episodes, and I I think it was at nighttime, and I I hit him up on um, Facebook Messenger, and he goes, "Cap, you know it's seven o'clock in the morning over here, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, my bag." Goes, no, 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 no. And we, we kept talking, but I felt so bad. So then it's, it's funny. Later on, um, the next day, the next morning, he hits me up. I don't know if it was purposely. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah," and did you see this? I'm like, "Dude, it's seven o'clock in the morning." <laughs> <laughs> so we're, I think we're even now. So shout out to Johannes. Um, any, anybody else with any other shout outs? I like to shout out Johannes. Keep that Instagram page as crazy as it is. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, shout out to my calming better half, Jen. Shout out to everybody we went to go see the movie with. Yeah, uh, man, yeah, that was oh, fun. Yeah. Shout out to that crunk, Chris. Crunk Chris, Sammy Super Boy. Gabe. Nobody calls you Super Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> Super lame? What? Super lame. Wow. Um, of course, my wife, G, and um, Sam's girlfriend. Lucy. Lucy. Limpy Lucy. Wow. <laughs> Limpy Lucy. Wow. Well, it's, it's he had never place. met a handicapped that, person he could put down. Gong, please. I didn't call a kickstand. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you. And also, shout out to Dorothy, who I realized just started listening. I wonder Dorothy, if she made, Double D. I, I wonder if she made it this far. Hey, No, she didn't make it that far. <laughs> 
And she got bored. Yeah. I like, would, and I want to say, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Bosch, who I know does the For Life podcast, but I actually got a chance to, to chat with him a little bit more oh, during right. bowling. A bunch of us were all bowling last week, and it was a good time and good chance to talk. So, oh, that's right. You, you, you and Bosch were in the same room. Forgot shout about out that. to Bosch and Cheyenne Jiggle Delray. Yeah, hopefully they get the show on soon. They took another vacation, but Cheyenne's really doing the whole wrestling thing. Like he's doing an independent wrestling thing. Cheyenne, stop playing fucking games. Give me the podcast. Oh, you, you, <laughs> give me the podcast like it's a child. Oh, yeah. Hand it over. <laughs> oh, my God. What are we talking about here? <laughs> you make it talking like custody rights. You have to be able to be part of the birthing in order I'm to be able to get custody Frank rights. I'm in Castle mode of interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait for the next show because we get to finally talk about the second half of Daredevil. I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I know. So hopefully by then. There'll be something else good to watch. Oh wait, Teen Titans will be will be out. Teen Titans Justice League will be out, correct? Yes. Yeah, it will be. It comes out on the 29th. How would I know? I'm just a man sitting here doing incredible things, godlike things. And on that note, he's just, sit- <laughs> he's just sitting on his ass, people. I'm, I don't know how incredible you might find that, but that's what he's doing. Well, he's on his ass. But we're gonna get off our asses because it's the end of the show. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, returning back to us. RT Square, Ralph the Tech, still holding it down. And special guest Big Kev holding down the special guest title. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And I'm really sorry about Batman v Superman, but we can't give out refunds. <laughs>